Hello. You guys here? I am. All right, I'm gonna start. How do I sound? Good. Damn How about right. me? You sound good too. All right. How about nice. me? You sound good, but you have an echo. Really? That's weird. Yeah, I mean it's slight, but it's there. Yeah, it is weird. I uh, I have a fan on. I don't know if that's doing. All right, I'm going to start. There it is. Okay. The following may contain language which will be offensive to some people and inappropriate for children. The topics discussed may include drugs, alcohol, or be sexual in nature. This show is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. I'm serious. It's dirty. Really, really dirty. Still here? Then pour your favorite beverage, sit back, and let's get this fucking show started. Rico, I get the keys for just coming in and come the music. Oh, what is his name? Lois can never have sugar in his face. Ah, yes. Pretty much melon body. Hey, I tried to teach you how to handle fun in the sixth grade, but I wanted to play a little game instead. Oh, man, here, bro. Switch better than I'm one more time. I hear we now return you to Robin Boy Wonder. The only way he could bang regular kicks is with a kryptonite condom. That would kill him. Fantastic forum. Assemble! You listen to Fantastic Forum all... Well, actually, you listen to Fantastic Forum, the premier show about comic books, and your weekly live look into comic book industry and fandom. Welcome to Fantastic Forum. We are the Fantastic Forum, coming to you live and direct from our studios in Los Angeles. Hope you're having a wonderful morning, afternoon, evening, or night, as the case may be, depending on where you are in the world. And if you're not, you should stick with us. We'll help you take it up a notch. You have the usual suspects in the building. First, he is our intrepid senior reporter. He's next in line for the cowl. He is our resident Dark Knight detective. He is Oz. Y'all thought he was going to introduce the cat first, right? <laughs> Boston's trying to get in on things. Boston, named after Boston brand. No, Boston, no. <laughs> Next, we have the backbone, the pillar, the strength of Fantastic Forum, our nigh invulnerable brawler, and resident strongman, Moses Magnum. What's up? 
Uh, also, he's not with us quite yet, but we are expecting our silent assassin, Jay. Or, or is he with us? Oh, wow. <laughs> the timing. The timing. He, he, he's our hey. riddle inside of an enigma trapped in Chinese finger cuffs. You don't know him, but you love him anyway, our silent assassin, Jay. Hey, what's up? Yeah, man. Good stuff. As for myself, my name is Lawrence Young. They call me Mayor Young. Welcome to Fantastic Forum. Uh, we got a great show for you today. We're, we're going to be talking to the owner of Jeffrey's Comics and co-owner of Heidi Ho, uh, or Jeffrey's Comics at Heidi Ho, Jeffrey Patterson Jr. will be with us uh, shortly. Also, we're going to be bringing you reviews of kids one through three, and we're also going to bring you reviews of Punisher, the Punisher, number 13, as well as the call. No, no, I'm sorry. There's no Tales from the Cthulhu verse. Oh, jeez. Wow. That's hard for me to say for some reason right now. Tales from the Cthulhu, right? From there. That's where, right? That's where, from the Cthulhu verse. Jeez. I don't know why I'm having such. Like, I usually say Cthulhu with no problem. I can say universe. All you do is put it together, right? Cthulhu verse. Done. Sheesh. Tales from the Cthulhu verse. Um, and of course, the latest in comic book news, along with whatever else it is that you all want to talk about. So we got all that happening. Um, and I, 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 do we? I forget. Do, do can the intern tell people? How, how to get down with us or no? Not yet? No, not yet. That's fair. I mean, doesn't she tell us to get down on uh, services that no longer exist? I guess so. I guess so. So then I, haven't actually, I haven't actually listened to it in a while because I usually <laughs> go get a drink when that goes <laughs> off. So I, I'm not 100% sure what she says. Oh, that's hilarious. Well, yeah. So, so like the the only one that is still not obsolete is the chat, the All Games chat. Right, right. And then, you can still go to All Games chat and get with us. Let us know what you think about what's happening. But, but you can't do that like unless you get a Discord link. Right. You're so, right. Because uh, you wouldn't. Right. Wow. That's that's insane. I didn't even think about that. So. We're still we're, we're making transitions, folks. Technical transitions, you know, and, and eras are ending, but new ones are beginning. So bear with us as we uh, go through some of the the growing pains. But there's no we there's no revolution without bloodshed. Okay, <laughs> there there it is, there it is. Um, I will say that we want to make sure we thank Mr. Scott Rubin. Thanks, Scott. And if you want to participate, if you're listening to us on Podbean, which I, that's the, that's, is that the only way you could be listening to us at this moment? Uh, Hecht in chat. I mean, sorry, Tarkline chat says, I'm listening to the show on my PC. Thanks to Bluestacks, an Android emulator on the PC. So I'm running the Podbean awesome. app on it. Well, there it is. 
look, I'm happy that you're here, Tiger Claw. I'm happy that you're here. I also saw checked, uh, checked, hecked, <laughs> checked into the studio. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I don't know people. I don't know what's going on today. I'm on some other stuff, but it's okay. Hecked, uh, slid in the studio. What up, hecked? Um, but yeah, listen, if you can hear us, feel, uh, feel free to slide onto Podbean, put whatever you like into the chat. Uh, you know, like, like Hecht, you just said, yo, I'm everywhere. Exactly. Be everywhere. Um, and if you want to participate in today's show, uh, we'll definitely do everything we can to make sure you get on at some point. So all that happening on today's episode of Fantastic Forum. Uh, gentlemen, how are you all feeling? It's good to be amongst you. Eh, it's okay. <laughs> why? Why are you over it already, Moses? Like, it, it's I'm, not the show because you just got here. Yeah, so no. Are you over? I'm just tired, man. No, look, you you got used to not working, huh? Yeah. It happens. I'm not mad at you. Yeah. I'm and not then, mad at you. And 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 cutting hair, especially to the the level of skill that you do it, is not easy work. Yeah, I mean that's not even that big a deal. It's just I, I got longer days than I'm used to, and but it's less clients, so there's a lot of waiting around, and it's you know, eh, I, I I like it. It's okay. You, you like it. Hex says not working got me lazy too. Mm. Uh, I mean, yeah, I guess that's it. I mean, I did wake up early and work out and stuff today. I actually took the day off today. Oh, did you? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. So. I mean, listen, it, it's going to be a transition. Like, I think all of us are trying to figure out, or a good majority of us are trying to figure out how to get back into the groove of things, you know? And it's like, obviously, this, like, you know, this whole COVID thing really messed up uh, everybody's routine, <laughs> you know? It's like... And I know that there's some people that kind of felt like they were just kind of getting into Coronavirus! Oh, wow. The hell was that? That's the coronavirus sound drop. <laughs> coronavirus! Oh, that's not good. Yeah, no. Especially with you echoing. <laughs> oh... Is it is it not good because of the quality of the sound, or is it not good because it's Cardi B, or what is it? It just it, it's unintelligible. Like I, I, he told me what it is. I still have no idea. It's have you ever heard Cardi B saying yeah. coronavirus and then laughing? <laughs> I was just like, I disagree. That that phone buzz sounded better than that sound clip. That's oh, too funny, man. So, um, yeah, it it's a uh, it's a lot. It's a lot, and of course, I mean, just with everything else going on in the country, on top of COVID, it's like, yeah, it could be tough out there. It could be real tough. Yeah. So, what about you, Oz? How are you feeling? All right. 
the mat the 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 sad part of it is that that's usually how Oz sounds even like before COVID. Well, that I mean, I I haven't stopped working. I wasn't right. as much affected, other than like canceling trips that I had that had planned. Right. And then, so I you know I'm working twelve hour shifts, but the wife is furloughed, so. On my on my one day that I that I come back home, she wants to go out when I just want to be home. So I I got to do my duties and and figure out where I can take her. Mm. Now, now we're packing to to move. Oh yeah! Also, happy belated birthday, Oz. Yeah, nobody cares. I care. Oz, Oz, when was your birthday? Last week. What? What day? The second. Oh, dude, I'm sorry, Oz. Happy belated birthday. Yeah, it happens. Wow, wait, how in the world did we miss your birthday, though? Usually we, we wish you happy birthday. No, you don't. That's not true. You never wish him happy birthday. Oz, do I never wish you happy birthday? Look, who remembers? Uh, are you saying no one remembers your birthday? I feel like we've celebrated your birthday. No, I, I, I don't. Well, no, we celebrated like when when it fell on a show day. Do we usually ignore your birthday if it doesn't fall on a show day? Yeah, it feels like it. I don't know. Oh, I don't keep track. That sucks. I'm sorry if that's the case. I know I always remember, but I forget the exact date because it's like the same general vicinity as my brother. Okay. So it's like, by the time I get to my brother's birthday, it's like, oh, it was Oz's birthday, too. <laughs> and my brother's name is Oscar as well. Right. <laughs> what, like, what, you're, what you're supposed to say is uh, memory loss is a symptom of corona. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Man, happy belated birthday, Oz. I look, I feel like next week we should just definitely have like a oh, we should do a birthday show for you. Nah. Okay. Look, I hear what I hear a surprise birthday show. Yeah. That's what I hear. That wasn't a convincing <laughs> nah. That was like him twiddling his hair like goofy, all bashful. I, I'm like, all, look, I, I'm already drunk every time we do a show, so I don't. I don't see like what. So it'll be. Do, I wear, do I wear a party hat? Is that the difference? It, it'll be an easy transition. You should so definitely I, wear the party hat. <laughs> just me sitting alone in the studio with no cameras on me, <laughs> with a party oh. hat. Oh, if you want cameras, we can get cameras. Look, don't get me. Look, we can we can get you all types of stuff. I got. Uh, one of my peoples that since COVID, well, not since it started, but at some point during COVID, he started doing like an Instagram live show called called Twerk Circus. I just I just realized this like maybe a week ago. <laughs> we can we can bring the Twerk Circus to Oz's birthday party. But I don't. Are know you gonna twerk? <laughs> well, it sounds like you're gonna twerk for me. I, why am I working on my birthday? Oz, no, Oz, you're, if it's my working. party, not work. Gonna work. work. That, that's like saying, "Hey, we're gonna, hey, hey uh, Lawrence, we're we're throwing you a bachelor party. Now you have to wear this thong and dance for us." 
it, it's no, not it doesn't sound right that's how it went though people like if we had a bachelor party none of us would be expecting to twerk right there would be people that would come in to twerk right so if it's if it's my birthday party why am i twerking who who asked what? you to twerk you I, i'm sure you just did i absolutely did that i would never ask you to twerk oh you probably didn't explain it right Oh no! I I explained. I listen. You're there. That's you. That's all you that wanted to twerk. Don't don't be put that off on me. I want somebody twerking out of a birthday cake. <laughs> oh jeez! Like I, I think I don't know. I feel like if you twerk out of a cake, that's a bad look. Like you mess your cake up, right? That's yeah. not that. That shouldn't stop you from eating it. Oh, okay. I hate to see the parties that you've gone to, man. Sounds like you've been to some sad bachelor parties. If you've never eaten frosting off a stripper's ass crack. I definitely have not. That's And that's only because I said no to drugs. Yeah. Where cocaine is the traditional uh, party favor off a stripper's ass crack. This is... This is uh... Oz flashing back to the days he used to hang out with Jeff Loeb. <laughs> allegedly. 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 No. <laughs> yeah. Look, nobody came out on the Me Too time against them. So. <laughs> yeah. They were okay with it. Jeff, wait, Jeff Loeb or me? Either. 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 Well, nobody it's knows like, my name. Y'all, y'all apparently got enough consent. There is. <laughs> or are too powerful. There, There is. <laughs> There are. It's too powerful to be too. <laughs> I'm not sure. I like where this is going because I just realized that there are pictures of me and Jeff Loeb hanging out. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. There's at least two. I've seen them. Yeah, I don't like it. I, Change the subject. What's her first review? See, <laughs> I did see actually that our guest came in, and you know what, uh, Jeff. You can just hit that number four call-in spot, and you should join the the show. So please go ahead and hit that button. And once you're in here, we will go ahead and talk to you. Now, did Jeff already have the Podbean app, or did we force him to download? Oh no, you, for, you, know, you forced me. There it is. We forced him, ladies and gentlemen. He he puts the the Jeff, the Jeffrey in Jeffrey's comics. It's. Jeffrey Patterson Jr., how are you, sir? Hey, guys, I'm doing okay. Hey, man, thank you for taking the time. Lord knows the world is what the world is, so there's all types of things that you could be doing, not to mention the fact that, you know, of course you have your 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 child in the mix now, too. It's like you got all types of responsibilities. <laughs> She's looking at me right now. Dude, the videos you all do are adorable. I love oh, thank them. you. Well, I, as soon as I'm off with you guys, we're gonna try to do a few tonight. There it is. There, look, I'm like, I like, I know the sales must have gone up. <laughs> I, uh, I mean, we did it during Corona, so. Uh, <laughs> so yes, but <laughs> but we sold like everything that we did a video for, which was nice, cool. That's awesome. That's awesome. So Jeff, man, we wanted to talk to you about of course i mean a, a number of different things but let's start i figure at least two I know, a, no, a number of different things but but let's start with 
uh, Jeffrey's Comics at Heidi Ho and the entire situation that happened there. Take take it from the beginning for us. What happened? All right. So sat Sunday, uh, we hear that there are protests and that there is looting going on in Santa Monica. And we get texts from friends saying the, sh- the store is on TV. Wow. And we turn on and we flip around through all the different channels and pretty much keep it on the news all day. And we see live as the store gets looted. Uh, if you were uh, watching news that day, the fan store that they constantly showed is our neighbor. Yeah. Wow. So that's like two doors down from us. And even the Vons, so, the Vons they showed is like a block away, right? Correct. Uh, the, it, our old location was actually closer to that Vons. So like where the Vons was in between our two locations and two locations were half a mile apart. Uh, it, they got the hardware store that was next to the Vons was also looted. And uh, so anyway, we're watching on the news and we thought, okay, we need to try to get down there and uh, fix the door that's been broken and board up the window so nothing gets any worse. And and when you all said that to yourselves, was that something that you were thinking like, okay, like you watch it happen live. Was it during the day or was it it at night? In the day. Uh, Okay. Because we're friends with the editor-in-chief of the Santa Monica Daily Press. Mm-hmm. So while he was going around doing some photojournalism, he texted us that we had been hit. Because we couldn't tell, because they didn't break any windows to get in. Mm-hmm. They, they tore up the door. Yeah, yeah. Uh, wow. unlike, unlike the van store where they just like broke, every, broke every window and everything was uh, torn apart. They just got the door and quietly took a lot of stuff. <laughs> so so y- you all decided, okay, we have to get down there and fix everything up. You were saying that you're going to do that like the next day or you were like, let's just go down there this afternoon right now. Yeah, it's happening. we tried Sunday night. Or afternoon, there was a little bit of daylight, so five or six. Okay. But Santa Monica police had barricaded the city. They were not letting anybody in. Got it. And I was I didn't ask, but I was wondering, what if you lived in Santa Monica? Right. Because <laughs> like we own, some exception. But like we own property in Santa Monica, so what's the difference? I mean. I hear that. I hear that. I, I definitely understand. Uh, although I, we all we all agreed after seeing how f- close we got that we were glad we weren't allowed to get there. Yeah, because we got to get to that Vaughn's parking lot, so we saw that firsthand. Like cops shooting tear gas into the grocery store. Oh, jeez! And so we turned around, <laughs> there it is. and then we just got up really early. Monday morning, and uh, went down there and uh, grill, drilled up all the boards and uh, painted our messages on them, and, and, uh, and fi- cleaned up the glass. Tried to figure out what was taken. Man, 
and and you know i know that you know you you all went in on that store i mean I, obviously it's not new new but it's new enough and especially considering that you move locations that was like was it hasn't even, you haven't even been there a year right i think we've celebrated our year or we're gonna in a month okay so it's like all things considered it's like you were just kind of feeling like okay you're, you're getting into the groove of things and the spot that you're in, and then this happens. Yeah. I mean, what honestly, we, we had barely found our footing, if, if at all. But right. uh, yeah, it's getting hit by Corona, and that damaged our store substantially more than it damages other stores because in Santa Monica, you are paying so much extra rent for the tourists. Right. And none of those tourists exist anymore. But the, my rent didn't go down. Right. So we're trying to figure that out. Our landlord is kind of working with us. Uh, we'll see where that goes. And so what was the general feeling? Like, I, I, I know you all, of course, like you, you mentioned how you boarded things up and put the messages on on the boards of the actual store and i know you mentioned and, and you know uh you know we know that you did do like a response on social media and all this other kind of stuff but before you get there what was the feeling like for you all like in the store you're watching it looted you're cleaning up and trying to figure out what to do next what was like the general feeling like for the three or four of you that were there to, you know, try to set things in order. As the, as the five of us. Um, five of you, okay. Uh, it's definitely surreal. Yeah. I, I have to admit that I don't even think I felt the emotions about it yet. Mm -hmm. I was just kind of watching on the news and I was like, okay, that means I have to get wooden boards and I've got to have screws. I've got to have two drills. I've got to have, uh, what are, how are we going to close the door? How are we going to seal the door now that the doorknob's been ripped off? Uh, it was more about putting two feet in front of the other. Got it. Like figuring as, out what the next thing you have to do as opposed to how you really felt about it, like processing. It. Exactly. It was like, uh, all you had to do was fight or flight mm -hmm. and or fix, I guess. Right, right. And we chose fix, but while you're fixing, you didn't have to think about it, and that was nice. Yeah. Uh, and then the positive response that we've had has been so massive Yeah. that we've reached our GoFundMe before I've even processed the emotions of being looted. Yeah, yeah, which so like uh, so I've we've got the money back but like I still have not dealt with any of this. It's so much. Uh so yeah, we did a GoFundMe. And Wait, but real quick though, Jim, uh, before we get to the GoFundMe, let's talk about your actual initial response because you all took the time to once you boarded the store up, you took the time to like put put a message on the actual boards that are like, you know, boarding up your window, you know, the yeah. windows of your store that's just been looted. What was the message yeah. you put out on those? Uh, on those uh, we did a, we did like three separate messages. 
Uh, the big one across like five of the boards was We Still Stand With You and A Heart and then Wakanda Forever. Uh, then we had another one with all the hashtags. My partners are POC, so it was minority owned, Latinx owned, uh, George Floyd, all of the hashtags, BLM, that kind of stuff. That was just a list of those. Mm -hmm. And then another board I did was Superman, Captain America, and Black Panther would be marching with you. Mm-hmm and stand with George, but the S was Superman's logo. Absolutely. Uh, and uh, we just had so many people taking pictures as of what we were doing while we were doing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I was really afraid that people would think I was being a doofus mm-hmm. for, for integrating these, these two messages. Mm-hmm. Uh, but to me, Black Panther is one of the most important, at least fictional. Uh, I'm not thinking of the right phrase here, but in uh, revolutionary characters in terms of people of color. Mm-hmm. Uh, you think about when he was created in the ni- 1966, if I remember off the top of my head. Yeah, I think you're right. And he is the king of a country. He's smarter than Reed Richard. He's more powerful and clever than the entire Fantastic Four. Mm-hmm. Uh, the entire country is filled with super scientists. Mm-hmm. Now, like, think about how many stereotypes that breaks down. And think about the fact that it was published in 1966. Yeah. It's, it's, a, count, it's a protest character. It's a counterculture character. Right. right. Uh, there was, uh, dang, I wish I could find the real magazine that this occurs in, but there was like a, a survey and it was your favorite counterculture icons and it was in the 70s. Mm-hmm. And it was like Malcolm X, the Silver Surfer, Martin Luther King, Black Panther. And this wasn't in like a comic book. Mm-hmm. It was in like a student magazine, mm. or or a, a bit more national than that, but a magazine for students. Yeah, a- and just these messages always meant something political to me, and Absolutely. also just Wakanda Forever, like everybody freaking got it. Like, mm-hmm. right as soon as everybody saw that movie, they started doing the salute and shit. Like, everybody got it. Yeah. Like, did did y'all see SNL did a bit about if white people are allowed to do the Wakanda Forever salute? Yeah, I've seen that. <laughs> oh, just, I'm not going to do it or anything. Just go watch it if you have not seen it. Yeah, man. And so anyway, yeah, so- we put those messages on there, yeah. Yeah, and then and then after that, you also did you know put a message out on social media as well. I mean, I, you don't have to say it verbatim if you don't know it. Uh, just what was the general sense of what you said on social media? Uh, if you're talking about the one about my family, that one. Well, you, there was one about your family, which was yeah. powerful too, and then there was also just one about what happened with the oh, store. just the that we were. We were looted, and that we know that the looters were not part of the 
the the protests. The protests were peaceful and separate. Mm-hmm. Uh, the looters took advantage of the situation, and we still support Black Lives Matter and all of the people that are protesting right now for equality, especially in the eyes of the police. Yeah, and and please mention the one about your family as well. Uh, it it it's always feels weird. Because you're not supposed to do the like, but my best friend is black. <laughs> but in my True, case, but it's but but in reality, my whole family is black, and many of my best friends are black. Yeah, and so I just have grown up with that perspective, and I I have it. But it mean, but that doesn't mean that I know what it's like to be black. And right. I, when I walked out of the, of the house. Uh, my brothers and sisters couldn't, weren't white. I was. Right. right. And when we were in our house, we were just the Pattersons. And it gave me kind of a very solid view of both worlds. Uh, but I'm easily free to escape the, the, the persecution that all of my family members can't. And so it was about that all of the things that I've experienced in the black culture that I've grown up in still doesn't mean I know what it's like to be black. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, you put out all these messages, uh, you know, saying like, you know, you understand like, Hey, what's, what happened to you was terrible, but it doesn't take away from the cause. Uh, and then now let's talk about the GoFundMe because you, you you went ahead and did the GoFundMe campaign and your your goal was forty three thousand dollars. And how, tell me what the response was like. I mean, the response was overwhelming. Uh, just like a little anecdote part, the first donation was from a friend of mine from the eighth grade. I haven't wow. seen him since the eighth grade. Really? Uh, we're Facebook friends, so we still right. stay stay in touch, but we have not laid eyes on each other since the eighth grade. And wow. he was the first person to donate money. And also, I know from being Facebook friends that he didn't have any extra money. Like, I wanted to send it back when I saw that he, he was the first person. And then the second person was anonymous for $1,000. Wow. Uh, just to give you an idea of how fast we were watching, uh, 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 very deep into the campaign, the, the average donation was $60, nice. uh, which is really unheard of. Yeah, and, no, and that's amazing. Also, if you go and look at the list of names, you can pick out all of the uh, pretty famous comic book celebrities that donated. Mm-hmm. It was like Mark Wade, John Romita Jr., Reginald Hudlin. I mm-hmm. thought I saw Kurt Busiek. Um, it, it's definitely literally, literally, Superman has reached out to us. <laughs> wow. I, uh, 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 Brandon, Brandon Routh, the real Superman, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> uh, mainly because he reached out to me, but. Also because he actually was a good Superman in a terrible movie. I, I agree 100%. Uh, 
Like, like he yeah. he had that Christopher Reeves vibe. Yeah. And not a lot of people have that vibe. And I Absolutely. wish they figured out how to capitalize on it because they just yeah. didn't. No, you're uh, right. It's, like, amazing. it's amazing how much Legends of Tomorrow has just said, hey, the Adam is Christopher Reeves. <laughs> Go. And yeah. it's fucking great. It's, it's, oh, he has been so good on that show as the Adam that it literally made me forget he was Superman in a billion dollar movie. Right. Yeah, until they do, they do the crossover, and oh, 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 I could watch the scene with him as Superman flying over the Earth in the Kingdom Come S on a loop, like for at least a day before I uh, got uh, got bored. What were you gonna say, Oz? I, I was just gonna mention exactly what he just did, but not as creepy. <laughs> Uh, I just, uh, I Kingdom Come is my jam, and like to see the newspapers in the background that were from Kingdom Come, oh. and to have it be like a little five-minute sequel to Kingdom Come was so just cool. Yeah, oh, so cool. Yeah, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. So, so the GoFundMe gets funded in, in less than a week. You reach your goal. Right? Yes. Yeah, we reached That's it like amazing. Yes, it's pretty damn amazing. We're we're like I said, we're still kind of spellbound. Uh, what we've decided to do is grow. Oh my goodness, I'm having a drink. Excuse me. That's okay. It's fantastic uh, I, warm. You're supposed to. Have a drink. <laughs> right, and we're, while we're, while you take a while you take a drink, Jeff, I just like to point out that just because you've reached the goal doesn't mean people should stop. Donating, I definitely would ask people to go because a portion, a percentage of, of what you're getting is going to go to charities, too. It's not just yeah. all for you. Yes. Yes. We, we wanted to not just ask for free money because it just didn't sit right with us. And so we're giving 10% of every of that, that 43000 to Bink, which is a book charity for bookstores. Uh, so that money will go directly to comic book stores that need it. Now uh, they have a fund set up for people who need extra help with their book and comic book stores after the coronavirus. And so it will be donated to that fund. So it will go directly to other comic stores. And yeah. then S Southern Poverty Law Center is the other 10% that we are donating back as well. So we figured it out, and if we get to fifty-two, that will cover all our all our donations. But that's not why we're doing it. We're super happy that we are where we are. Now, Jeffrey, uh, this whole ordeal has been—it's been well for me watching it on the news. I actually watched it on the news because that they, you know, my business was at risk and. Uh, they were asking me like, "Hey, what, what you know, what's going on? You know, my business is Long Beach, and they had their own issue the same day." Um, but seeing Heidi Ho on TV, it's like, me. I, that's the shop I used to go to as a kid. You know, uh, back when it was on, it, further in Santa Monica, before it moved yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. That was my shop. Like that's where I would go. You know, <laughs> and seeing it like that. I, you know, I watched it change and, and change hands and everything. It, it was really hard 
and seeing you guys actually go through it with the spirits that you guys have, you and Eddie in particular, was actually kind of, it, it was hopeful for the whole situation. Like, you know, people need to see that the looting and the protesting aren't one and the same. You know, you might have some overlap, but they're not one and the same. But and it's- uh, what one of the things that really, like, took that warm feeling from me was seeing people on the other side of things actually criticizing you guys for asking for money and <laughs> praising the protesters and giving support still. I don't know if you were aware of that. But- uh, I, 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 well, I have two comments, and we can go on that however long we want to go. Uh, <laughs> when, I, when I was spraying that stuff on the front of the store, I was expecting to see 50-50 stuff on our pages the next day. Because it seems like out in the world, it's 50-50. Right. And the next day, it was 97-3. Yeah. Uh, there, there were literally three dinks who, who <laughs> tried to pull some stuff on our pages. The best one like, has become part of the story because it's so great. <laughs> Because, like, you see those times where people are idiots on the internet and everyone dunks on them and, like, everybody is, like, dozen mic dropping on them because they made it so easy. And you think it's fake. Right. Because you're like, there's no way the person to set set up this many comments. (laughs) People aren't that dumb. Well, well, people people proved me wrong. So Heidi Ho put up a tweet that we then image grabbed and put on Facebook. You know, that stupid crap cross pollination bullshit you have to do when you're a business. <laughs> but anyway, as a tweet about how, yes, we were looted. We still support the protesters. It is two different groups. The message cannot get lost. That guy, what uh, I am mess- messing it up, but that's the gist. So this guy's comment was, you wouldn't be spouting such flowery shit if it was your stuff that got robbed. Right. (laughs) And so, like, the first comment was, like, did you not read the first sentence? Right. (laughs) We were looted. And, like, just people coming to dunk on this guy in my behalf before I could even wake up. Right. To to get one comment in there. Uh, where I was like, uh, "Don't, uh, guys, it's really confusing. My name is Jeffrey. The store's name is Jeffrey's. The other store's <laughs> name is Jeffrey. And, 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 I mean, people can get lost. Uh, it like, was too it's literally, good. it's literally your comics. Mm-hmm. It's Jeffrey's yes. comic, Jeffrey's Heidi Ho comics. Like, yeah, like, like it's uh, uh, one thing my dad taught me was put your name on everything. I, yeah. we we kept doing that, and I don't know how he could miss it. Because <laughs> even if part- we were, even if we were just sharing someone who was robbed and had these feelings, that comment still wouldn't exactly be valid because we're sharing someone's real feelings. Right, right. So like every level of criticism was incorrect. Uh, the the, uh, the best. Oh, go ahead. Uh, and then someone came in and said, "Fuck off, Victor." 
and, and they said that should be the new by Felicia for nerds. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I designed a tattoo that I'm still very seriously thinking of getting. It's the Jeffrey's Comics logo. And in traditional uh, American tattoo art, flowers have a very distinct way to be drawn. So we do the logo with the flowers incorporated into it. Then we have like the scroll with the, the Sailor Jerry text. Mm-hmm. And it says, flowery shit. <laughs> Jeffrey's Comics. It's good stuff, man. I, I think I, the, the part that, then, made, that made me laugh the most with that whole thread, though, was that you like your people came in and were like, dude, it's his stuff. And then you said what you said in regards to like, oh, well, yeah, maybe you can get it confused because they're like, my name's Jeffrey and the comic store, the shop's name's Jeffrey's Comics. But, you know, the guy didn't really respond to any of that. And then oh, Eddie, yeah. and then Eddie was like, hey, man, why are you being an asshat? Duh, 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 duh. And he's like, hey, man, nobody's talking to you. Like the one time he decides to comment, hey, man, nobody's talking to you. You call people names. You don't know anything about this because it's not even your stuff. And he's like, actually, it is my this is stuff, too. Like, you know, and it was <laughs> no, just like, oh, my God, like this guys, guy can't no, catch a break. Wait. No, no, that is not correct. That was the second dumbass to comment on her. Oh, thing. that's the second? Oh, it's a different guy. I thought it was so, the same guy. I'm telling when I said there were three people who commented, like two oh. of them got immediately dumped on so completely that they had to give up on the internet. They oh, were just I they th- lost their internet privileges. I thought it was the same guy. It was a different no, dummy. Two got different du- dummies. That was the most we had to deal with on our page despite uh our at and including a couple extra just erases where it's like, this is not going to ever be constructive. Let me erase this before anybody responds <laughs> to it. So much, so much less than I thought. Like that has uh, honestly has what been giving me the most hope in all of this is what a lot of other people see as cynicism, uh, cynical. Uh, well, like when when they see that like Ben and Jerry's and Target are putting out BLM and defund the cop messages, yeah, and they're like, oh, it's a calculated thing, and I'm like, yeah, it is. You know what that means? That means that means that means that they asked a bunch of white grannies if they could say, can we defund the police? And they said, the white granny said, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> like that's pretty friggin' amazing. Yeah. Like there are a couple times where capitalism actually does deliver on its promise. <laughs> and uh, at, 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 it's a Jackie Robinson, and now this. It's two times. <laughs> what? Well, well, it, it's kind of fun to watch. It, it's funny when people react to like Target and Ben and Jerry's because it's like, oh, there's businesses, that, you know, oh, they're just trying to make money off of people. But it's like businesses aren't going to try to make money off of a market that isn't a viable market. You know what I mean? Exactly. So they're, they're responding to the people, even if it's a cash grab or, or it has it's calculated. Yeah. But and I'm, businesses respond to the people. And I'm saying that's more hopeful. Because those giant businesses are better at taking the pulse of the community than actual politicians whose oh, job yeah. it is to take the pulse of community. That is true. 
and so to see if those big companies are making that calculated decision to support this tells me that it is far over 51% that is supporting this right now. And that's not just some jackass. I have a degree in political science from UCLA. That's what I did in my life before owning a comic book store. What is this dark time you speak of? <laughs> it was a very boring time with lots of books without pictures. Oh, boo, boo. <laughs> so, Jeff, man, tell us about the. Uh, oh, and then I guess actually wait. No. Innovation. Oh, I guess we'll do that part and then the other awful part. Oh, oh, do the other awful part first and then let's go to that. Okay, we'll end on all hopeful stuff. Oh, but then we have to talk about DC. We so, do exactly. Uh, so, yeah, okay, so it's not going to be great. Exactly. Uh, I, wait, which part am I doing? The other sad part? Uh, the, other, Nazi, the other, the, the comics other Nazis. Exactly. The comics Nazis yes. made a video about us. Right. Comics get came for you. Yeah. And I always thought of it as a, a badge of honor for my friends like Mark Wade. And now I get to join that club. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and I got in that club for taking the crazy stance of, let me check my notes, supporting black people. There it is. How dare you? <laughs> I know. That's all it is. It was, was a crazy stance to take you on the are, internet. You are a white man that reads comics you should know that black people only belong as your sidekick as your trusty sidekick and nothing more uh, 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 they wouldn't even have that please <laughs> like they enjoy falcon or ebony comics like that's bullshit <laughs> so, so i watched this entire video right this entire I, I, could, video. I couldn't do it uh, oh, for my emotional for my emotional health, I chose not to. I watched about the first 10 or 15 seconds, and I imagine I could verbatim guess the next 15 minutes. Oh, listen, I promise you, you could. But okay. when I tell you, I watched this whole joint because I was just like, is this guy going to make one valid point? Like, his, his entire argument was basically like, can you believe it? <laughs> like, huh? He's like, they got, they got looted. And they still think black people are worth something. Can you believe it? That was that's the essence of the video, basically. Like I don't I don't think like the you know, the only like everything else he said was like such crazy supposition, like you know, like he basically like, oh, he's asking he was saying that COVID hit them hard as a business, so you know that they were probably already failing and going out of business anyway. And it's like, wait, what? Wait, wait, because he said COVID hit their business hard, like every other business in the world now they were going to go out of business like that's not the same thing that's just saying you know you you can say covid did not help my business and that doesn't mean i was about to go out of business too it just meant that uh, it, it, i mean also hey guess what it fucked us up right. <laughs> it was bad it was well, yeah. i don't know the worst thing to happen to american businesses in a century so yeah well, it wasn't great we weren't in a great place doesn't mean we weren't looted. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Uh, it, it doesn't mean that we didn't have all of that product stolen. All of that oh, product geez. that could have, you know, helped us recover from COVID. All gone. It's it's really, it was so like, insane. It was, it was just 
of all the stances that I could have taken to get me attacked by Nazis, I uh, I don't even know how you could have a problem with our stance. Because, like, at worst, you could say maybe we were being craven and saying this all to try to trick people into giving us more money. I mean, it's a stretch, but it's it's A, B, C, right. unlike what the whole video was, which was not nonsense. Right. Because right. so. he was like, because, like, even if, if he disagrees with the our opinion that black people still matter after we were looted by people whose color we don't know, by the way, and we have right. said or guessed. Mm -hmm. Like, our, our stuff was still stolen. Right. Well, do we not deserve to get help with it back because we disagree with him about BLM? Like, what does one have... What does one have to do with the other? Listen. Like, so no he would reason. be... Because, like, because technically what his video said was that he would be supporting our GoFundMe if we didn't support Black Lives Matter, right? Uh, he, 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 I don't know if he said that he would be supporting it. He did. But, like, he's, he he's, make, he's indirectly he making that statement. Yeah, indirectly, definitely. Definitely, and he uh, and he made a lot of allusions to the idea somehow that you were tricking people into donating to these these. Um, I know, Trick, these tricking people, charities, like customers, Mark like, Waves. It's in the thing that you're show you're showing him saying it in the description of the GoFundMe. So I'm like, you know, like I'm trying to figure out like where does he think you're hiding the fact that. <laughs> That you're I mean, it's, doing, it's all just a thing so that he can have his racist, uh, what is it, uh, Indiegogo still has racists, right? Yeah, I guess. The one. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, all of the comic skater, all Indiegogo because Kickstarter wouldn't allow them to do it. Oh, okay. Like, in, the rare, in the rare company taking a stance against free money, they, they <laughs> shut down some racists. Mm-hmm. But Indiegogo will not. So if you see comics gay, they are almost always on Indiegogo for that reason. Got it. But you didn't uh, miss anything, Jeff. It's all nonsense. Yeah, I, I mean, I knew that. Uh, and just I'll admit that uh, being attacked on the internet by Nazis makes you a little emotionally fragile. <laughs> didn't feel like watching the video. So yeah. I, I yeah. just hung out with my baby and we played the Superman theme song from the movie over and over again and flew around the house instead. Nice. I love it. Uh, I want to kind of circle back. Unless you had a question that was directly related to what we we're talking about. No, no, no. Uh, go uh, ahead, please. Uh, a circle back to the GoFundMe. Okay. So aside from reaching our goal, we've decided we want to use our platform to expand what we're asking for to be a new program for underrepresented people and comic books. Mm. So the, the we, we created some plateaus. This is all being rewritten by Morris, who's our copy editor, because he's actually a professional ad copywriter. Nice. Like on Mad Men. So, so he's in charge of that. So uh, just the, the highlights uh, being that if we can get 10,000 over what we ask for, 
we're going to create like a hangout space at both locations that's made out of really nice stuff, not just like a Costco folding table and folding chairs, like real furniture. Mm-hmm. We're going to use that space to host events on how to make comic books uh, as with uh, an eye towards getting the host being a person of color or a minority. Uh, we're going to have use the money to have the stuff needed to create a comic book present at the area for free. Wow. Meaning original art pages, uh, pencils, and inks. Wow. We'll be sticking with pretty simple stuff because the, I assume everyone's a beginner, but once someone gets to the higher level, we would uh, maybe unlock the drawer that has more professional inks and uh, maybe paints if someone was going that direction with their artwork. Mm-hmm. Uh, as you know us, uh, because you guys are customers at Jeffrey's Comics, we have a pretty long-standing connection to people of color in the comic book world. Yes. Uh, so we have a lot of people that we could call upon to teach these courses. It's uh, good stuff, man. So then after that, the next 5,000 will be used to create a mobile podcast studio that you can rent from us for free that people of color can use to create a podcast to raise their voice in the nerd subculture. It's good stuff. Much needed. So like a computer, multiple quality microphones, the the hardware or, or the software that you're going to need, uh, mixer, uh, maybe some soundproof curtains to put up in a mobile place. Uh, we're worried about having to move right now, mm-hmm. uh, but once once one of the locations does move and stays in a new place for a longer per- time, the podcast studio would be built permanently with some real soundproofing in it. Uh, And then our uh, next 5,000 is an anthology trade paperback created by underrepresented people from Los Angeles who experienced the protests and the riots of this month, whatever they eventually are named. So we want to use that as both a springboard for new talent that have never been published and also call on our friends uh, who uh, have some uh, pull in comic books to put some kind of big names on the on the cover too. Uh, then the last one is our crazy big swing, which is another thirty thousand dollars to create a bookmobile that we would take and drive into any school that would have us. Uh, we would give away comic books. We would give speeches. Uh, we would do business classes as well as comical classes. Uh, we would teach Magic the Gathering because we were also all of the stuff that I'm talking about is also for gaming. Like that mm-hmm. that 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 area that I talked about that's really nice is mm-hmm. also for people of color to have a Dungeons and Dragons program to not and not have to worry about it. Nice. Uh, so I, I just am a comic book guy, so I kind of forget that we are doing both. 
that is absolutely fully both of those things. So another thing that we would do with the bookmobile is like go and teach kids in the inner city to play Dungeons and Dragons. They do like a one shot. Uh, cool. And then we teach them how to play Magic the Gathering because we have all of the cards that would be necessary to teach every human in Los Angeles how to play. <laughs> oh, and, and and like uh, I mean we're 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 kind of sky. Uh, uh, I forgot what it's called when you're in business and you have these sky high ideas. But pie uh, in the sky. Pie in the sky ideas. Yeah. Yeah. And we're just kind of having fun with them, like that we would have the members of this art collective create the art for the bookmobile. No, that's that. Look, that's all amazing stuff, Jeff. And and I especially love the idea of like kind of creating a pipeline of creators of color in the comic book industry. Because yeah, I, I, yeah, we we could use that. It, it absolutely, it's it's. We were very lucky at our both of our stores that we had people like my dad and like Bob and Mark, who were the original owners of Heidi Ho, mm -hmm. who really did support young people who wanted to work in comic books. Because mm -hmm. I've heard some some new stories uh, while this was happening. Uh, like, do you guys know who Joe King, the comic author, is? Is it Joe King? Joe Keating. Oh, yeah. Oh, Joe Keating. Yeah, he, he did, like, Morbius. He did Shudder. Mm -hmm. uh, he's done a bunch of stuff. Yeah, he worked uh, he, he for a while, too. Like, he uh, was, uh, what, like, editor or something at, at Image for a while? Yeah. Yeah, he was doing, he did, like, Glory, and he was part of the editing team of the other stuff that was related to that relaunch. Uh, anyway, he, he told me that Heidi Ho was his store. And mm. he wanted, he bought, when he first became a professional, he bought uh, a magazine and found out that it was signed by Jack Kirby. It was signed tried to by Jack Kirby? And he tried to return it. And the guy said, no, man, you bought it. It's cool. Wow. And so he's... He says that it belongs to me. He says that it belongs to Heidi Ho. Oh, wow. So he is sending it back to us so we can auction it off to raise money. That's amazing. Wow. Uh, that's just one star. Uh, that, and like people that have become professionals after being customers at Jeffrey's Comics and being employees at Jeffrey's Comics, uh, it's mm -hmm. it's a long list. I I would I would blindly put my money up against almost any comic store in the world in terms of crazy amounts of success that our customers and employees have had. Uh, right. Because Danny Mickey, the mm -hmm. inker of Spawn, the inker of Great Capullo's Batman. The inker mm -hmm. of Frank Miller's Superman Year One mm -hmm. was my babysitter. <laughs> right. And every and, album. Oh, yes. Also, he inked everything Rob Liefeld did for about six or seven years. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, my dad kind of helped him get his career. Mm hmm. 
and my and my dad would never want credit for that except when talking to Danny directly. <laughs> he, would, he wouldn't take credit for it in front of other people, but if it was him and Danny, he'd be like, "Yo, man, you're inking a Marvel because of me." <laughs> but like Danny, after my dad died, came to me and, and thanked me and thanked him through me and, and wow. said that like he believed in this little Asian kid could be a comic book artist. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, Danny Mickey has been my friend for 20 years. Yeah. I had never once thought of him as Asian. Yeah. And to him, that was a defining relationship between him and his dad was that my dad didn't care that he was Asian. Yeah. And I just thought that was pretty cool. And seeing this platform just kind of show up right in front of me as a way to do that exact same thing that my dad did for a new generation of people, it sounds like the most awesome use of the voice that I have. Yeah, no, absolutely, man. It's it's super important, and it, it is definitely... Uh the right thing to do, man. So thank you for that. I mean, it's, it's huge. It's huge. Cause uh, realistically, it's, it's... The, the, I, just the fact that you could take this particular event that, you know, I mean, it happened to you. It was a, a terrible thing that happened to you and the other, like, you know, the, the rest of the owners and co-owners at, at Heidi Ho and to flip this into such a net positive, man, is amazing. Cause there are plenty of people that would have just seen the downside of this and it would have, it could have been a total negative thing. And that's all. I mean, it's almost like, you know, it's, it's, yeah, it's amazing what's happening. If you can, can I be really overly romantic about comic books for a moment with you guys? Yes, of course you can. Um, the, the moment in all-star Superman, Mm -hmm. uh, when the young lady is going to commit suicide, Mm. And Superman shows up. Yeah. And he says, you are stronger than you know. Mm-hmm. And he hugs her. I was reading that comic book page and I broke down. Mm-hmm. I, I I cried for 45 minutes. Hey, man. And the ridiculous thought that was in my head was that I can't let this guy down. Yeah, no, look, that's not ridiculous, please. Not not to Fantastic Four. Yeah. I know <laughs> I know that you guys are going to understand if anybody would understand what I'm saying. Oh, like, dude. No, I, I, listen. I, I couldn't let Superman down. And, and, and it's that he kind of time right now. Well, because he had taught me better than that. Exactly. It, it, and it's funny because seeing these... Um, well, everything played down because of police brutality. The people that are supposed to protect you killing American citizens. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it really like hit a note. Like I, I was talking to my wife, and every now and then I'll go on a rant, and she's like, "Please sit down, at least, you know." But by <laughs> <laughs> saying like that's why Man of Steel was a piece of shit movie. That's why you're mad at him for the fraud because. Right. Superman always maintains the thing, even when he has had to kill in the comics or whatever. It's right. not just oh, the next issue he's just fine, you know. 
it, yeah. there he he goes it's it, you know you deal with it the, with the american way the justice truth whatever uh, and then, Stop him from rampaging. I won't kill him. You handle everything else. Yeah. In the comic book, he's only killed Zod, and he gave Batman the right to put him on trial. Yeah. Like when he got back from the Phantom Zone and killing Zod. Yeah. Uh, So, like, imagine how different that comic book would be, or a movie it would be. I mean, right. Yeah. They They made a Superman movie that was devoid of hope. Yeah, uh, 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 yeah, it's gross. It's, it's... <laughs> right. So you know, that's that's all you have to say, really. Anybody that's like, oh, well, it's okay that there's no hope in it. It's like, okay, well, if that's how you feel, then our conversation is over. <laughs> so it's like, okay, cool. Yeah. Well, so like, anyway. just Superman's not your guy, man. Right. Exactly. Cool. Right. It's like you like somebody. Like, we don't have to make you like him. Right. Super, you meant to be Superman is supreme. Supreme. Uh-uh. <laughs> like, it's okay. Never supreme wrong. actually had a lot of hope when it was actually good, when Alan Moore was right. You, you, you are absolutely correct. You're right. <laughs> but okay, so Jeff, talk to us mm-hmm. about the, the Henry Ford Museum of Innovation. Why did they reach out okay. to you? Okay. They want the boards that we spray painted to put up in their museum uh, because they felt that it represented this time in American history. So, like, right, and we I didn't stand say it right. It's the, it's the Henry Ford Museum of American Innovation, correct? Yeah. Yes, I think that's the yes. Part. Yeah. So that's the important part. Yeah, and, it's, and so the curator reached out to us. It's pretty insane. Like the idea that those particular boards, because because I will tell you right now, Jeff. Um, you know, you and I. Didn't like this is the first time we've actually gotten the chance to, of course, like verbally speak since all this happened, which I guess is technically mm-hmm. just a week ago or so. You know, yeah, we, really. We, just be, just before all this happened, we actually got to speak to each other in the store and you know, just got to talk a little bit about just everything that's going on. But but I will tell you, Jeff, um, reading like when I saw what you put on those boards. It, it, it brought a tear to my eye, man, just because I just know, like, I mean, obviously I know you and I knew that you wouldn't be malicious about what had happened just because I know you have a, a, a particular understanding. But at the same time, you know, I don't I don't I, I know enough about people that I couldn't be mad at you if you took a beat to kind of figure things out or whatever, but for that to be your natural reaction, to be like, okay, we're gonna like put these boards up and on these boards, we need to make sure that we put a message on here that they know like, hey, we're still with you. It, it brought it brought a tear to my eye, man. It really did. And I was just like, man, I can't, you know, it's like how amazing, like it, it's a, it was a ray of sunshine. Cause oh, it, man, it's been that- hard. It's been hard. Yeah. Like each day has been really hard, man, really hard. And that was one of the the moments where I was like, you know what? I can definitely make it through another day because this moment right here is like, this is what it's about. People like basically not, not only rising to an occasion, but shining, like being a beacon. And I was like, dude, it's, it's, it's amazing, man. And for, for other people to see that and to know uh, or not, not know, but to recognize it. Like somebody can be like, "Hey, that 
that's important and it needs to be commemorated. That's amazing to me, man. It's it's good stuff. It made me feel fantastic. Uh, if I can just deflect all of that backwards to my dad. Absolutely. Uh, I don't know how, I, uh, how well did you know my dad as as a customer? Oh, I mean, look, don't like let. I, I can't obviously. I can't say that you know, Jeff Senior and I were friends because we were. I was a child and he was a grown ass. You interacted him, but, but you interacted. Oh yeah, but we. Okay. Oh no, but we we definitely would be in the store and talk, and you know, okay, and I, obvious. I mean, that, and I grew up going to that store, so he knew me as a child. He knew me as a man. You know, and it's like it's been, yeah, it's, it's yeah, he, he's an amazing dude, and it's no surprise. It's no surprise. Like, like when I describe my dad, I genuinely say that he was blind to, to color, and like I know you're not supposed to say that, and full, <laughs> fully knowing yeah. that you are not yeah. supposed to say that, yeah. my dad was that. Like, no, I, and I can just see that. did not register to him uh, there's so many stories that i got after he passed of the people who thanked me because he was just a decent human being yeah and, and like honestly my dad would be kind of pissed because he would want to be remembered like he was very vain but he would not want to be remembered for that it's like oh, no. decent human, decent human being. That's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> that's what everybody right. should do. Like, yeah, you're like, right. You're right. Because like, it was only after he passed that I started putting all of these stories together, and I realized that the beneficiary of every one of them was a woman, or a black person, or an Asian yeah. person, and yeah. just that when he told me those stories. He was so bad at virtue signaling that I didn't even notice for his entire life. Yeah. Well, you know, but and, I mean, virtue signaling is what people do when they want you to know what you're doing. And, and, and I can definitely say, you know, the, the, the reason why you can say he's colorblind and it's okay is because Jeff Sr. literally treated everybody like they were equal. And and that's the thing where a lot of people that say, "Oh, I don't see color," they don't they don't always do that, you know what I'm yeah. saying? It's like they don't mean to maybe treat people like they're different, but they don't recognize the fact that you know the differences are are what make people special. And I think that your your dad did, even though he's like, okay, like he may not mess around and be like, okay, what makes you special is that you're Asian, <laughs> you know, or some part of you culturally is is yeah. is what makes you special, no, was- but. He was a little tone deaf. He would deaf recognize people's side of it. They were special. Yeah. He, he was tone deaf to that side of it because he was so colorblind. So if you want to criticize him, definitely he wasn't. He, it, because he was so blind to it, it, it made it hard for him to register it in other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we'd have to kind of point that out to him. Oh, I yeah. forgot what I was about to say. Oh, no. I, here we go. Uh, John Singleton, the director of yeah. Boys in the Hood, came into the mm-hmm. store one day and thanked my dad for creating the store that he did. Because wow. he would ride his bike from Englewood to the old location mm-hmm. on Crenshaw. 
mm-hmm. which was like 12 miles when he was a kid. Yeah. And he said that it was one of the only white owned stores that he felt comfortable in. Yeah, absolutely. I was like, and I'm just sitting there and I'm like, what the fuck? John Singleton just showed up and like he just walked in and he's like, hey, dad, uh, you're, and he's like talking to my dad. <laughs> and, 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 yeah, man. And, and it just kind of blew me away. And it's one that's one of the things I was actually going to bring up about your dad, too, where it's like I talked, you know, because of everything going on. I talked last week about how, you know, a lot of, uh, of white liberals are, are jumping at this uh, Black Lives Matter movement. But, you know, they've been a hypocrite about it in different aspects, you know. But your dad, that neighborhood where he had his shop and even where he lived, that it changed throughout the, the course of his life in terms of, of getting more integrated and everything. And there's a, I'm sure a lot of his original neighbors moved the fuck out, and he stayed. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, too, though, Jeff though has always been like that from the beginning, though. And I know, yeah. I mean, I know Junior, you can speak to that more better than I could. But as far as I know, it's like, I, I don't know, I don't know if he did it intentionally or not, or if it was just a thing where you know. He just well, I can, made people, all people, feel comfortable, and so everybody was comfortable. Like he, they, like I, like what what you just said in regards to John Singleton coming into the store, I can relate to so much because I can tell you about being in Golden Apple in Hollywood and people like you know looking at you funny not not the current location or whatever but you know what i mean like where it's like uh, let's, you know, let's it's not like, say golden apple we like them we can say meltdown i know for i've had many stories <laughs> well, well, from listen, them I, listen mel, mel, well definitely you can do that but meltdown of course is more recent so you know and i'm not saying i'm not trying to say it was a culture or anything like that because lord knows you can just have one terrible employee that messes things yeah. up for you. You know what I'm saying? But I, I was just talking about myself more so as, as a younger kid because, of course, mm-hmm. as a young black boy, it's like there are people that will mess around and make you feel as if you're you're being suspicious when you're not. <laughs> you know, all you're yeah. doing is existing. And so mm-hmm. it's like, you know, I know that I've never felt uncomfortable in Jeffrey's comics. Not one day. No one ever thought anything negative about me in that store, and I can't say that about every store in the Los Angeles area. Let's say this. Let's say that. You know? <laughs> yeah, man. It's crazy. That's it. So, uh, now do we have to talk about DC? We definitely do. Okay. What, what are your thoughts? I'm going to be angrier about, about this. <laughs> what what are your thoughts about DC leaving Diamond uh as a as a distributor period? Um let me It's bad. Uh, <laughs> uh, the timeline okay? I want to I want to add something to the timeline that some people might not know. Okay, talk to us. So during the coronavirus, Diamond says they were no longer going to ship comic books. Right. 
every comic book company was okay with this, except for one. Right. And that was DC. Mm-hmm. DC was so upset at this that they decided to distribute comic books separately still mm-hmm. while our stores were closed by order of the government. Right. Uh, so this Literally, DC saying, we care more about our bottom line than your lives. Right, right, absolutely. Like, it was the choice like, everybody the, was making, right? Money this, or health. Yeah. And this was, this was even put into an impromptu vote on the comic store owner secret Facebook group, Cabal Illuminati, where we make <laughs> all of the decisions. Mm. Uh, we put it to a vote. Do you want books or do you want to just stop? And uh, the it was 97 to 3. Three percent wanted books shipped, and DC decided that that was enough to, to for them to put out a press release saying comic stores were asking for new comics. Oh wow! If you remember their first press release about releasing comic yeah. books again, that was what right. they said. Right. Uh, because yes, there were three yes votes in that Facebook vote. I did see those. But I Look, believe there two. were 100, 108 no's. So I it's not even. Two of those yes votes were probably the shops that are the new distributors. Right? Yes. <laughs> so then, so then, after DC still saying, even with everybody telling us no, we still want to fuck your shit up with the Rona. So we're going to create a new distributor. So that you have to buy our comic books that way, right? And these com- these distributors have the names Lunar and UCS, right? And within about eight hours, right, a, a comic book store owner sleuths out that those those two companies are actually just Midtown and DCBS, right? The two largest is- DC accounts. Online. Oh, those are the two uh, largest DC accounts? Yep. Oh, I didn't know that. That look. So that literally, they are asking us to give our largest competitor right money. Right. Uh, like if you gave me a magic wand and said, "Hey, I can make the closest comic book store to you disappear," or I could make online comic book sales disappear. I'm disappearing online comic book sales. It's going to be far, far better for me. And they are asking us to fund the very companies that are trying to destroy us. Right. So now we can talk about DC leaving Diamond. Okay. So that's the context. Yes. So they have started, they have left Diamond for these two companies still. Those are the only two companies available to us as options. Uh, there's a third company, Penguin, but that is for trade paperbacks. I've already signed up for that because I do not mind giving Penguin my money. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seems that that those will be the only two distributors available for DC Comics. 
Uh, it looks to me like premeditated. This was what they wanted. They also moved their new comic book day to Tuesdays. Right. Uh, because I think the people actually in charge of DC are not in charge. Right. Uh, I, th I think Jim well, who, who, was who, who, who picked because he's a like, nice guy. Yeah, I mean, but nobody he would not, he wants to run anything there. Well, exactly, but that's his name as who is supposed to be in charge. Yeah, he's like a figurehead. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying Dan DiDio yeah, yeah, was fired and then nobody was put there. Mm -hmm. So that Time Warner could be making all of these changes. Right. And, and I do not think it's a coincidence that the two accounts that they are creating distributorships with are ones that could very easily handle subscription services. Mm -hmm. It is their plan to cut out comic book stores entirely by funding the two biggest distributors of uh, of 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 mail order comic books directly. And, and then the idea is they look at you all like, oh, well, they didn't want to play ball. We were trying to get comic book shops to carry our product, yep. but they were like, no. Yes. <laughs> Making you all seem exactly. like you're the unreasonable ones. Exactly. Yeah. Which is, it's insane. It's, it's, it's not, not only is it insane, it's diabolical. It's like, I mean, it's like some old, it's some comic book villainy stuff. Yeah, it really is. It's, uh, <laughs> somebody in the group, uh, did some Photoshop with those, uh, Empire propaganda ads that Marvel is running. Yeah. Yeah. And it goes like, never forget what Earth has done, but mm -hmm. they put, DC over Earth. <laughs> that was good. So, so Jeff, I, was, I was like, I, if that was a variant cover, I would buy that. <laughs> Real so quick. Jeff, in, oh, go ahead. Go ahead in Mom. chat, Hecht asks, is this is was this AT&T's bright idea? I think absolutely. Yeah. Because I'm looking at Jim. He's technically who's supposed to be in charge making these decisions, right? Supposedly, but he, yeah. But he was literally on camera drawing nonstop all day. <laughs> right. So, right. So we know for a fact he wasn't doing any of this stuff. Right. Like, don't you have a company it's, to run in the midst of a pandemic? <laughs> it's literally, it's Time Warner and AT&T looking at comic books and not understanding the business model. And the problem is, is that it, it's literally half of a percent of what AT&T makes every year. Mm -hmm. And that's literally like a bookkeeping error. Now, yeah. and, and so they feel that there's no reason to learn any new rules. They're going to force comic books to follow those, theirs rules. Uh, meaning Tuesday release, because that's when yeah. DVDs are released, that's when books are released, that's when every other medium is released. Uh, we picked Wednesday for a reason, to be different. And DC doesn't care. 
do you think that at, at somehow when if or when uh, this move fails for them uh, they might restructure and then retire Jim Lee or, or put somebody else above him or I mean, I would like to know who's in charge because I, 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 I make it sound like I'm really coming hard on Jim. Jim is a great dude, just a real stand-up dude, a good human being. And I think he was put in the corner, and his response was, at least I'm going to draw. So I, 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 I do, do want to give him kudos. Uh, I, feel, uh, I, feel like, I feel like Jay, I, but Jay I want, predicted this like years ago. <laughs> I want whoever's in charge to actually be the person I can yell at. Because I know for a fact that Jim is not the person I should yell at. And I tell you right now, but, if you Jim Lee, it's not going to go well for him. He's so tiny. Yeah, he's dude, a tiny dude. I'm telling you, like, oh man, it's like I might and say Jim a, Lee can't handle his own, but he's he's a little fragile. It's <laughs> <laughs> a little fragile. So, so let me ask you this question, Jeff. Let me ask you this question because yeah. I understand, obviously, at Heidi Ho, there's different considerations, but at Jeffrey's Comics, you know. That's your store. Mm -hmm. What are you going to do in regards to this? Like, what's your plan for how you handle distribution? Uh, how you handle DC Comics moving forward at Jeffrey's Comic? My stance is that I'm not going to do any work for DC anymore. Okay. And what does that mean? Yeah. If you as a customer come in and tell me you are going to pay me full price for a comic book, I will order it for you. Okay. In terms of books that I put on the wall uh -huh. and take space away from Marvel and Image, uh -huh. that's going to have to be a book that I am going to guarantee to sell a lot of copy. So Batman, Detective, Justice League, and then the miniseries, that might be it. When you walk down the DC, when you talk down the walls, that might be all you see on the wall for really? our new section for DC. So you're DC, you're, I mean, and I know that, you know, you don't really have like, say, like at Jeffrey's Comics, you put all the new comics in, in one particular area. But as far as the new comics for DC, you'll probably have like the Bat families. Well, you didn't even say it, Bat family. You basically said, Batman, nope. Detective, just and the miniseries, and min and that's it. Yeah. Wow. I I don't see us stocking wall copies of Batgirl, Nightwing, uh, Teen Titans, so, so, Young Justice. So you're going to order those books, like those kinds of books. You're just going to order whatever the pull customers ask for, and that's it. Yeah, I'm willing to wow. uh, I'm willing to please my customers. But of course. That's it. Uh, wow. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna try to push any DC product, except for Evergreen trade paperbacks. Uh, when you come to our store, you see that we have an expertise in old books. I think using uh, some of those slots from DC Comics to show off our back issues <coughs> is something that makes us more money. Our profit margin is better on back issues and silver gold books than mm. it is on a new issue of Batman. And how do you so feel about on top the, on, on top of making it very hard for me to make money? 
you want to just treat me as a disposable human life. Like, that's... I, I'm done wasting any thought on DC. If wow. I look at a book and I'm like, ooh, I don't know if I want to order that, the answer is no. <laughs> so, thought uh, over. Jeff. What uh, Jeffrey, ahead, just out of... Just out of curiosity, I was wondering, like, if you weren't mad at DC, how many, like, how much of Amethyst would you order for your store? Oh, that one would be probably only five. And honestly, that's probably me being irresponsible and trying to stock everything. I think this is a big wake-up call that you don't have to stock everything. And I think we're going to see that our margins are better when we just decide to only sell the DC product that we're guaranteed to sell. Because mm. all that other stuff is a coin flip gamble sometimes. Mm -hmm. And if I don't sell five issues of Deathstroke, that erases the profit from the last five issues I sold. And what? what? Oh, go ahead. And then if you take into account the pull customer discount that we offer, uh, I'm not even paying my employees. Whereas if I sell a classic issue of Venom Lethal Protector for $10, I'm making great profit margin. Mm -hmm. And sh should I put that on my wall that I typically call the new wall, but should it just be called the wall now? <laughs> and should it have stuff like that that I know is going to sell? Like when I buy a collection and it's got every issue of Amalgam and Marvel vs. DC. Yeah. People just love seeing that stuff. And like the Amalgams we do for five or ten bucks, depending on which character it is. And uh, I get to keep most of that money. People are really happy to see something they know they're going to love rather than a new comic that's a coin flip that, that, that you're reading and then discovering whether you like it. Uh, and DC is just giving us all of the excuses to not deal with them. I think they are grossly overestimating because even if... Uh, here's the question could be, if they didn't pull that stuff during Corona, if just when they reopened from Corona, this is what they were doing. My, my feelings would be different. Mm. But still, the hoops that I would have to be jumped through to go to another distributor and deal with a new day would still be making me pretty angry. And it would still have me drastically cutting my orders of DC. But it wouldn't so, be on a moral obligation. It would be more of a business. Right. And, and obviously there are, there are plenty of shops that feel the same way that you'd feel. You know, obviously there was the story about, um, about, um, damn it, who did the 50% off sale? Mile High? Was it Mile yeah, High? Yeah, Mile High chucked, chucked it. Yeah, yeah. Mile High did 50% off all their DC stuff. I know, uh, you know, Mike Wellman over at Atomic Basement was like doing like a buck sale on all his DC stuff. He just wants to blow everything out. Um, and we're so, getting, we're, I'm getting the wording ready for that, where it's just what it, kind of what I just described to you. 
Yeah, I really want to emphasize how they treated us during Corona because honestly, the crap that they pulled with the distributor, I think is hiding the more evil thing that they did. Like which is, hiring, which is trying to get us to distribute comic books during coronavirus. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, got you. Like got you. full on shoving it down our throat. Yeah, absolutely. So, but, but, um, how, how, how do you feel about the Tuesday move at this point? And what's your thoughts on it in regards to that now with, with this is the next thing? It's pretty annoying, and I think it's going to end up with Diamond capitulating and doing it for everything. Really? They're just going to... You think Diamond will still, at this point, just put everything out on Tuesday still? I don't think it'll happen right away. Gotcha. But we're literally getting the books at the same time. Gotcha. You're, you're basically saying, like... The, be- wait, the Batman guess- shows up at the same time as Spider-Man. Right, but you can but sell, only Batman you is can for sell sale. Batman. Got it. And you're you're basically so so. Is it not really? It's not really up to. Is it up to Diamond or is it up to the publishers? Uh, I guess kind of both. Okay. If if Diamond came out and said, "Hey, we have to do this," I'm not sure anybody would put up a huge fight. Got it. Because I think they would have thought about it pretty long and hard before saying something like that. But I think they're going to have to because otherwise also Marvel is giving up that customership to DC. They're giving up the first, they're giving up the first day of sales to DC. Right. And that's bad. (laughs) So I think something is going to give, I think they might wait and see if DC completely fails on this. Because I think once DC says what their numbers are for the next two months, they are going to shit themselves. I think they think they're going to call our bluff. Uh-huh. And comic store owners don't bluff. <laughs> we, uh, we are stubborn assholes. That's why we are comic store owners and not bank accountants <laughs> and lawyers. Right, like like, every, like we're all kind of smart, sales. but we do, we can't put up with people's shit. <laughs> so basically, you're saying that you feel like DC sales are going to suffer for the next couple months, which you know I guess may not necessarily. I would be, be I would be flabbergasted if they lost less than fifty percent. Wow, but you I mean that might not show up so much in June, just because. June is, you know, like everybody's still kind of like easing their way back in. But you're thinking because there's still two weeks of diamond. Uh, The first order that we have to put in for the new distributor is, I believe, a week and a half from now. That's when you will see the numbers. Got it. Got it. So, yes, up until then, we're still getting it from diamond. Got it. Got it. So it'll it'll definitely be so. Wait, the comics that you're putting in, those are two months ahead of time, right? Uh, it's kind of changing as they go. Okay. Uh, so uh, it could be uh, as close to as three weeks from now. Oh. That's called that's called FOC, final order cutoff. 
right, right, right. A special tool that we're given as owners to change our orders up to two weeks before, mm-hmm. because that's how quickly they can set the print run. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's been flying around all over the place with Corona shutting down not just Diamond, but the actual right. company that prints the comics. Right, right. So FOCs have been kind of all over the place. I couldn't really tell you how early or advanced I'm ordering things. It's it's the Wild West. So, so maybe the first place that we can maybe solidly look is, is August sales. No, I, uh, well, sales, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, which, and which we wouldn't I think know you'll start until seeing, September. I think, I think you'll start seeing in July, though. I think in the end of July, you'll start seeing it. Really? Wow. Okay. Well, because that's when the very first ones will start showing up. Because even though right now we're still getting them from Diamond, everybody mm-hmm. knows what DC has done. Right. <laughs> so these new orders might reflect people's perception of DC. Man. Now, Interesting, it, man. Am I the only one that thinks that this move to Tuesday isn't that big of a deal? Like, I don't I don't think it's going to affect a lot of people. Like, people that have a pull list have a, a certain day that they're going to show up. People that are used to showing up to the comic book shop on Wednesday or Thursday or whatever – that's their that's their scheduled day. That's when they're gonna go. I don't. I, and people that are new customers aren't gonna walk in on Tuesday like, well, where's my comic books? It's Tuesday. It's comic book day. Like they don't know. They just show up and, and start looking at stuff. So I don't. I I don't see where. Uh, I, I, I yeah. mean, as a business owner, I have to correct you on pretty much every point you made. Well, that well, that's why we have you on because I don't um, own I, a comic book shop, so I, I kind of like. You know, so- I, I made thing. that exact same I, I, argu- that argument, Oz, so I, I feel you. But yeah, t- here, speak to- uh, here, let me let me try to make, I think this will make a lot of sense. Have any of you ever worked retail or at a restaurant or where you have to face front to the public? Yes, yeah. I have. How, how smart did that make you think the public was? <laughs> Not very. Yeah. Okay. Now you're asking them to accept two different days as new comic books days, even though they can see that we have a pile of Spider-Man right there. See, and and you know what? That's it. That's my point. It's it's counterintuitive, but I can't argue with the man who makes his living off of this, you know? Right. And and that was this. And, you know, you're smarter than me, Oz, because I did. I said, you know, and honestly, we don't. I still, I still feel that way. Where it's like, I do feel like the majority of the diehard comic book people are still going to just come in Wednesday as opposed to Tuesday. But I do people will come in Wednesday. Uh, I, I bet we will have now. We'll have ten to fifteen at least come in on Tuesday. But and, uh, and, not, and I do. not just because they're only DC customers, but also because. People want the to have it right away. I guarantee okay. we will have. I guarantee we will have three people waiting for us to open our shipments from UPS. Gotcha. Now, and, now, and that's yeah. and that's, and that's annoying. That I definitely, I can I can totally uh, acknowledge my own personal bias in the sense that I'm not the guy that's like I need to read it as soon as possible. Like I've I've never been out in front of Jeffrey's. At nine fifty-five, 
wondering yeah. why isn't the door open? I'm not that custom kind of customer, and I'm also not a DC guy. So I, I totally can accept those biases and, and recognize that I might not be thinking through it in the same way as somebody and, that loves DC. I mean, here's here's the bigger argument that people have a harder time understanding. I'm not saying that these things are going to change the mind of every single person or even the majority or even 70% or 80% or 90%. Right. But if it changes 4% of our business, right. that's bankruptcy. That's enough. I hear you. That, that, I hear you. And, yeah. and, you have to, and, and you have to make the appropriate changes. Exactly. And so right, to avoid I think that, yeah. that Marvel will... Uh, what I think will happen is that they will wait and see if DC folds back right away. Because mm. uh, I think they're going to see their numbers and they're going to at least talk about it. Right. Moses, what were you going to say? Uh, I, I wanted to ask, because there's rumors that UCS is going to be uh, distributing Marvel and other publishers too. Um, well, I want to get how you feel about that as well. Uh, I mean, it becomes less of a problem with more people are distributing through that. Okay. Because some of the biggest problems in terms of business is that I have to pay a separate shipping bill for DC product rather than right. folding in Dark Horse, Image, Marvel all together. It, it actually adds up to quite a bit over the year. Mm -hmm. Now, now, now if Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Jeff. I'm sorry. Uh, also, our terms are not as good with UCS. Yeah. So that sucks, but it's like 4% difference. But then that's enough that I have to continue to order from Diamond. Mm -hmm. Well, also ordering DC from UCS. And also, we're going to have to, we as in comic book store owners... Because I, I am taking a far less militant approach than a lot of comic store owners are taking. This is true. Uh, uh, oh, fuck. I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> it happens. Mo, it Mo, <laughs> Mo, did you see, did you see um, something that said that, you know, like new books would be pushed through those companies too? Or because uh, I did see, see something about older, like back issues, basically. Which yeah, it's just the stuff had. they already sold on their website. They moved it over to their distributor site. Right, right. right. Uh, nothing fancy. You know, it's just, you know, it, it's more of a rumor as of now. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, I just wanted to get a retailer's perspective on it because yeah. it is it giving, would, you know, it if would it, change. Oh, go ahead. Uh, it would change. Uh, I would still not be happy with how DC disrespected us, I would see Marvel joining that as them being forced by DC to do so. Mm. So, so morally, I would still hold DC at fault. Uh, I would, it's, I'd have to look at the terms. They would have to change their terms because right now their terms are worse than what I get from Diamond. There's also uh, been some uh, stuff online where when comic when diamond finally started shipping stuff out the first shipments back were damaged whereas the ucs and lunar uh stuff was better packaged and less damaged is that a factor at all it's 
it definitely is, but not as much to us. I don't know why we seem to be so lucky. Uh, we have them just flat out miss thing. <laughs> okay. we'll, have, we'll, we, we'll get the wrong things. We'll get too many of one thing, not enough of another thing. We'll get a different comic stores, a box, like a whole box of their shipments. Um, wow. But damage is not usually a thing we had to deal with at our store. Not very, not very extremely. Hmm. And while it looks cute that they have all that bubble wrap, but you're paying for it with the shipping. Right. right. It's not worth losing your percentages because honestly, nine customers out of 10 don't care if the book is a 9.8 versus a 9.0. As long as it doesn't have a terror or a fold in it, most people are happy. Okay. Yeah, man. Well, Jeff, I will say, man, we, we held you, of course, a lot longer than we intended to. And we appreciate you. A lot, uh, there was a lot to talk about. There was, there definitely was, man. And, you know, I mean, obviously, you know, we, we consider you a friend of Fantastic Forum and we are very happy that your GoFundMe worked out the way that it has so far. We're, we're happy that, um, you know, that other people like responded to it positively. Um, and, you know, while we could, we would, all would have hoped you would have avoided being looted in the first place. We gotta say it's like, dude, like who who knew how many amazing things could come out of such a terrible thing? It, it absolutely it has been truly humbling. Yeah. Yeah, man. But anyway, either, either way it goes, whatever the fantastic forum can do for you, you know, you know, all you have to do is reach out and let us know how it is that we can help. And um, you know, we we definitely wish you uh, at Jeffrey's Comics at Heidi Ho and Jeffrey's Comics uh, uh, Prime, the best <laughs> as always. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Je the Jeffrey Six One Six. There we go. I like it. Jeffrey's like Prime. It. There it is, Jeffrey's Six One Six. So, yeah, man. Thank you for taking the time to hang out with us. Uh, you know, definitely. Hug the wife and the baby for us, and uh, we I will go do that immediately. Awesome. I uh, awesome. thank you guys. Have a good one. All right, you too. Later. Yeah. So, folks, uh, man, that was great. I didn't, get, I didn't get to ask my new warriors question. Oh, I'm sorry. What was your new? I didn't. What would? What did you want to say? No, I was just wondering if it got canceled. Why would new warriors get canceled? I don't know. I was reading. No, I was. Re uh, I was reading through news. The and um, the it's very ambiguous. Like there, there was articles about the about how it wasn't announced canceled, but some of the some of the sites that were selling the issues, like the they took the product down, basically. Oh yeah, I mean, I'm sure it got delayed. Well, not only that, but it got. They had a lot of pushback from people that were mad about it. Right. But that, right. So that's, like that's, that's kind of what that that, that's kind of like what George Floyd. That, that's kind of like why I wanted to ask because Jeffrey would know he's the one that would have to order them. Oh, I mean, I would have loved to get, got his take on it. 
It's okay. You can ask him next week. It's like, you know, I'm mad at Oz because he doesn't ask questions right. Well, at all. I mean, <laughs> you see how you didn't ex- you see how you didn't do that joke right? Oh, you son of a bitch! <laughs> all right, let's oh. get to these reviews. Okay, let's do it. What are we doing first? Don't everyone talk at once. No, look. How about this? I can, I can do. do... Pun- oh, go ahead. I can do Punisher real quick. It, it'll be let's, fast. Let's talk about Punisher thirteen. All right, oh, but first, good. but first. Review. Like review. Well, not not like that, but like. So it. (laughs) Punisher thirteen brings an interesting take to the Punisher that is something that we haven't really seen. Um, But in light of, of recent world events, it was important that it came out. And it's something that I've criticized both military people and law enforcement people in where they actually wear the Punisher insignia as like some kind of badge and, and, and things, you know, in their line of work, whether it's protecting people or killing people. I, I've been critical about that and I never liked it. I never thought it was right. And then Marvel finally, uh, through Punisher 13, kind of addressed that. And they actually dedicate a whole page to the cops finding the Punisher drenched in blood about to arrest him. And then they realize who he is. And he tears up their little sticker. Uh, <laughs> I think it's a decal. <laughs> yeah. And he tells them, like, you know, I do shit so that the, the shit you don't, you're not supposed to do or can't do. You know what I mean? And uh, yeah. he's also hunting Varen Zemo in this book and dealing with Kingpin and, and you know he's dealing with supervillains but he gets that little touch of real world and yeah it was refreshing to see that because in the news we're also seeing uh law enforcement using excessive force and having other insignia on their taxpayer uh funded armor and some of it is like the punisher symbol some of it is you know white supremacist groups and it, you know gary conway came out and said I, I don't like them using that it's not that's literally what the punisher said in the book was what gary conway said mm-hmm. and there was a, a thought that marvel might be exercising a trademark um rights to stop the usage of it but then it's getting a little muddy they actually might not do it but this book is independent of that and it manages to tell you give you that good moment and tell you a pretty decent punisher story but i definitely did this that moment made the book for me and gave has me given it a five out of five so yeah i i read this to um, and I, I wasn't reading Punisher when it came out, when this particular book came out, but it was a big deal back then, which is before this particular moment, and it's being re- revisited again now because obviously in the wake of everything that's happening with police brutality 
and that becoming a more mainstream belief, it, it's one of those things that people are pointing to where they're like, what's the, the deal with these Punisher symbols and what does that mean and all that kind of stuff. I, I should also mention that Matthew, uh, Matthew Rosenberg wrote this book, which is actually the mm -hmm. same writer that wrote Uncanny X-Men before like the run that was direct that leads directly into House and Powers of X, which a lot of people are like, is a terrible uncanny X-Men run. Um, however, this Punisher story is pretty good. And uh, it does have like some twists and turns in this issue that are interesting that have that are separate and apart from the Punisher being like, hey, I'm like like the the fact that he's like he literally says, "Hey, if you want someone to look up to, you look for a role model. His name is Captain America, and he'd love to have you." <laughs> it's like it's 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 fantastic, and it's true because it's like, dude, if you're a police officer, you should like Captain America should be the person you look up to. If you look up to the Punisher as a police officer, you're in the wrong profession, and you should like totally like not not be doing that. You need to you need right. a different line of work. He's actually more in line with the like mass shooters than he is with law enforcement. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but and and the fact that Punisher has that kind of self awareness is awesome. But but I think that that's what makes Punisher a relatable character yeah. because it's not like the Punisher's like, oh, I'm out here doing the right thing. He doesn't. No one Punisher's never trying to say I have the moral high ground. Right. The Punisher's like, I'm all about this revenge life. Yeah, you know, I'm waging a war on crime, a one-man war on crime. He even said, hurt like, me. he even said, like, I tried doing it your way, and I can't. Right, right, and so it's just one of those things where it's like, and and I'm saying like, this isn't like, oh, the characterization that somebody's coming up with now because of the moment, or that they were coming up with then because of their personal agenda or anything. It's like the Punisher's always been very self-aware of the fact that he's like. No, I'm doing what I need to do, but I'm not saying I'm right. I'm just saying that this is what I have to do because they killed my family and they got to pay. So, you know, it, it's, it's interesting. And it's, it's, it, it is cool to see that moment along with everything else that happens in the book. I enjoyed it thoroughly. I give it a four out of five. Anybody Maybe else get to read it? I went to our review uh, site and I could not find it there. It's tough. You got to know what you're looking for. Because this, you know, there's right. so many Punisher comics. Oh, it's yeah. Like, there was a, there's like a Punisher in Space comic. Yeah. Where I was like, wow. Like, are you talking about, I had talking no about Cosmic idea. Punisher? No. Oh, we'll see. So you talk about like actual. Well, either but either one is. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, like, not Cosmic Punisher. I'm I'm sorry. I was thinking about Cosmic Ghost Rider. I apologize. Well, Cosmic Ghost Rider is Punisher. I I know that, but I, I wasn't gonna tell everybody else that. Oh, sorry. That, Spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> that that's why I made the mistake because I was I know that and I was like oh but actually no it's not Cosmic Punisher it's Cosmic Ghost Rider but Jay was actually talking about the Punisher actually in space. Yeah. 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 So it was, yeah, I couldn't find it. Yeah, no worries. Like, I found it on Comixology, but unfortunately, yeah. I well, don't have money to burn on it. 
Even I though I, I did read the preview pages, <laughs> and it did oh. get me interested. Those preview pages are good because that's actually like I'm surprised those were the preview pages because they kind of twist in it, but it's like an early twist that doesn't really change the story. But when I read those preview pages, I was like, oh my god. Like, what part of the book is this? Is this like towards the middle or the end? But it was the, the beginning. The only, the only part of this book that makes me not like it is how they draw Baron Zemo. Because they, they draw Baron Zemo like He's not wearing a mask. They draw his, his like his mask like it's his face. Yeah, it's that weird. was a little, little odd. But then it switches <laughs> to where it is a mask. Like it, it was weird. It's really weird. The it's art like, I wasn't a fan of, but the story was good. Yeah, I mean the art's not terrible, really. It it's not the best art you'll you'll look at, but it's it's passable except for the fact that like you know there's literally profile pictures of Baron Zemo. As if his face was purple with lines on it. And it's like, dude, like, if you wear a mask and you're a human being, it's like the the mask is not going to follow the contour of your nose to your lip and both your lips be shown. And, like, you know, it's like, dude, like, so either someone's being lazy or someone doesn't understand how masks work. I don't know what it is. Cause I'm just like, even if you, like, if you wear a mask and you breathe in, it doesn't suction to your face, <laughs> you know, like in the sense that like perfectly, like it's not like, <laughs> like, you know, like Deadpool actually does a great job of this where like Deadpool will literally like be talking or like inhale and it shows the mask like sucking in towards his face, but it doesn't ever follow the contours exactly because it's like, that's not how masks work. Like they do that in Deadpool all the time. Or like when this fool is talking and his mouth opens and it's like you can kind of see his mouth under the mask, but it's not like yeah, like if he's yelling, it's not like, right? Exactly. So it's like it's perfect. Like they do it great in there all the time. But I'm just like, I don't know who who's the guy that's like, okay, I'm gonna draw Baron Zemo, but I'm not gonna do any references on how masks look on people's faces. Like not like all you gotta do is wear one mask, <laughs> or. Yeah, in his case, like a sock or something or a t-shirt over, because right. his mask is really just not. It's, it's not loose. draped over, but it's loose. Yeah, yeah, it's loose. It's not like latex. Right. I, I mean, and don't get me wrong. I mean, I guess technically, the the Baron Zemo, because you know, the Baron Zemo technically has the loose mask, and then he has like the ski mask. Mm-hmm. And this Baron Zemo is technically the ski mask to Zemo, or at least it looks like he's supposed to be. But at the same time. I guess, you know, maybe it's not, and this is just how this guy draws. I'm like, man. It's like, you, like, this fool's mask is tighter than Spider Man's mask, which is crazy because Spider Man's mask is pretty tight. It's tighter than Spider Man's pants. Right. <laughs> it's like, I can see this fool's nostrils in the mask. <laughs> like, come on, man. Yeah, they, at one point it looked like he was eating the mask. Yeah, that's why four out of five. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay. Uh, kids next? Um, yeah, we could do kids. All right. Let's talk about kids, Jay. Okay, so kids is... Hold on, I had the wrong book pulled up. No, no problem. Uh, Take ki- your time. Kids is a book about a group of kids uh, 
at the tail end of a zombie apocalypse. Uh, it's written by Arlene Ducodre with art by Jocelyn Jarrett. And yeah, it's it's basically almost like a slice of life is type zombie apocalypse type thing where they're surviving and they're getting supply runs and they're like doing shit like that. And then eventually these two uh, girls come across their camp and they they're like staying with them for a while and that creates even more like a little bit of conflict uh, with the group dynamic. And uh, yeah, that, that's basically the, the gist of the story here. Um, what, uh, what, what do you, what do you, well, how'd you feel about the art, Jay? I like the art. Like, mm. the art is actually pretty good. Yeah. You it's know? stylized. Right. But it's good. Um, you know what it reminded me what? of is um, the gorillas. Like, it looks like the animated, like, gorillas. Oh, okay. A little bit. Like, yeah, I can see that. And so what did you think of the story? Uh, I personally found it pretty interesting. Um, you know, it was one of these things where it wasn't so interesting that I was like, oh, man, this is like taking like zombie apocalypse fiction in a whole different direction. It's not like breaking new ground or anything. Um the the fact the the um, main characters are children is a little different, but you know the stories they end up telling aren't so much different that or doesn't utilize that aspect as much as you know maybe I would have hoped. But it's still interesting. It's definitely like I read all three issues, and I would definitely read the next one. Which I think the last one was probably, if I'm not mistaken, it came out like just before COVID as well. So it's the kind of thing where it's like maybe the next issue will be will come out sometime in the near future. I don't know. You said but, before COVID. Yeah, didn't it come out before COVID? I think it came out last week. Oh, was it last like, week? Did that? I saw it because it was in the new comics list. Oh, I'm sorry. For whatever reason, I thought that that was a. I thought it came out like March, but maybe it was supposed to come out before COVID and just came out recently. Right. Is that okay? Um. Okay. So cool. Even better. But. And I like um, the characters. Like I think the characters are actually all pretty interesting. I would agree with. You. Uh, for what we get, like. It feels like they give us just enough to like kind of know who these people are mm-hmm. um, and who they are just happened to be pretty interesting. Yeah. And it does feel like there's layers beneath what everybody's going through. Right. You know, like, like they're definitely as the book goes on, it does feel like they're going to tell us more about who these people are and that that's going to be significant to the story. 
you know, especially uh, I, I don't remember the name of the main kid that everybody like looks to. Um, it's but, uh, yeah. Brooks. Brooks, I think. Yeah, Brooks. Brooks definitely has a secret, and you know, like it's yeah, it's it's, it's interesting. It, like I I think I know what it is, but I don't know for certain. You know, I don't want to say just because I don't, you know, if people want to read it, I don't want to spoil anything for them. But, right. Um, but yeah, like that, that by itself would be enough for me to kind of just be like, oh, let, let me keep, let me keep reading. And also they don't really like allude to it, but why these kids are like on their own is interesting as well. Like it's one of those things where it's kind of like, you know, where um, where are all the adults? Like, because adult, I mean, kids surviving is fine and makes sense in in and of itself, but it would make sense that some adults would survive too. So it's right, like, where, where are those? Where are those people? And how come? How come it's only kids so far that we've seen? That's that's another thing that. Like I would be interested to figure out or see if they are going to tell me anything or address that at all. Right, uh, Mo. Did you get a chance to read? Uh, unfortunately, not, man. I, I fucked up today. <laughs> we were just oh, okay. we were having that discussion before you came on, Mo. We we're like, really? we effed up today. Yeah. And, and Jay was like, "For real?" And I'm like, "Yeah, man, it's wild." Well, and then Oz was like, "I told y'all." So here's the thing: I I closed I closed the shop yesterday. But I've, I, in the back of my head, I'm like, did I lock the door or not? And then I had a shipment get there today. And then the note on the shipment, like, I figured, oh, they're just going to take it back and bring it tomorrow. And it's like, no, I gave it to the person in his hand. And I was like, what the fuck? So then I had to go see. And that took a chunk of time. Who was the person? In well, I, Nobody. Oh. Well, I know we talked about the last kids on Earth, um, a couple weeks ago, maybe. Uh huh. Uh, during our morning shows, and I mentioned how, uh, you know, I would have liked it to be a little bloodier. Right. And this, this does that. Like, this actually has some killing zombies, and uh, well, one zombie. They only show one. It's mostly about them just you know doing their thing but they do show like they do actually fight these zombies to kill yeah i'm but, de- yeah. intrigued uh, <laughs> i'm definitely intrigued so i'm going to check it out absolutely absolutely so what would you rate it jay you know I would rate it a four, like a four. Like, it's actually really good, really interesting. Like, I don't know that it's perfect, but it's definitely close. Like, I'm enjoying it. It's a fun read. I'm looking forward to finding out more about these characters. Mm-hmm. I, I'd give it a three and a half. Like it, it, it definitely, it's definitely a good read. No question on that. It's like you know, if if you're a person that I feel like, if you've been, if you're a big like zombie, 
apocalypse kind of person and you read like a bunch of comics and watch a bunch of zombie fiction, um, you know, I don't know that you're going to necessarily come to this and be like, oh man, like this is what I've been waiting for next. But if you're just like, hey, I just like good zombie stories and I don't, you know, it's just like zombie fiction is my jam and I just, anything I can get my hands on, it's like this will definitely satisfy you and, and more so. Because it's good, it's well, it's well written, and the art is is fun and interesting. So I would say check it out. All right, cool. Let's talk about um, tales from the Cthulhu verse. I don't know okay. why I say that earlier today. I was trying. Look, I was struggling with it. So tales from the Cthulhu verse issue one is the thing on the doorstep. And it starts out with a girl by the name of Danielle Upton. She's in the, at the police station, and she's been arrested for killing her uh, best friend. Uh, but she claims that it wasn't her best friend. Like, <laughs> like her best her. friend. Well, that's not my best friend. Right. Like, her best friend. Like, she started being distant, and she met a boy, and it just wasn't her anymore. Mm. And, uh, yeah, that's basically what this first issue is about. It's her recounting the events that led up to her killing this girl that wasn't her friend anymore. And uh, mm. it's good. Like, I actually just like this type of story like I've seen it a, a few times and uh yeah this does it good um the art is god awful oh um, really yeah I do not enjoy it and there's one particular panel where the woman's her arms and legs look all like thin like she looks like Dangerously, um, fuck, anorexic. Really? Oh. And, uh, yeah. And, like, some of the p panels, they look pretty average. But then some panels are just the characters look really, really bad. Um... But yeah, that's like the only bad thing, like is the art. Like I really enjoyed the story. It, it was fun. Um despite, you know the writer or the the inspiration of it being a terrible human being. <laughs> uh did you get did anyone else get a chance to read this or no? I couldn't find it. Me neither. I couldn't uh, even, even find it to buy. Where? Uh, who, who? It's on Comicsology. Uh, who put it out? That's where I bought it. What? Uh, what? This? What? Uh, publisher? A uh, Mythics Media. Hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah, I don't know why you can. Like, did you check Comicsology? No, I didn't. I don't. I don't think like, you know, I'm not a digital guy, so I don't automatically think, oh, I should go to Comicsology. But so, where were you going to read it if not Comicsology? 
I thought I could just like buy it from the the like either like the site itself and then maybe just like read it on like through Amazon or something. Wait, you couldn't find it on wait, you looked at the site itself? Yeah, like I I basically just Googled it and was like, okay, like where can I oh here's here's the book. Let me click this and see if I could just buy it from here. I'm like, okay, that's not a place to buy it. And I did that with like four or five links. I'm like, oh geez, like, you know, it wasn't like I mean, it wasn't review reviews of it or anything like that, because obviously I know I can't buy the book through a review. <laughs> but it was places that I was like, oh, okay, well, this is like, like I'm pretty sure I went to the, what, I can't remember what publisher it was, but I went to the publisher site and I couldn't just buy it there, which I was like, oh, this is weird. That is weird. Yeah. But, yeah, it, it's good, like, I, I enjoyed it a lot. Um, the story, not the art. <laughs> but yeah, like it's definitely like a good three, three and a half. Um, yeah, I enjoyed it. Cool. Um, as a quick side note, while we're talking about Cthulhu, um, Mo, I wanted to ask you: Did you ever end up watching Underwater? No, not yet. That's oh. the with uh, Kristen Stewart, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, not yet. I heard it was great, and I remember you saying it was bad. So I still want to see it, but I just never got around to it. I was just reading an interview, and if you don't mind me spoiling. No, go for it. Um the director of the movie actually confirmed that the monster is Cthulhu. Oh, yeah. I kind of knew that already. Like, just from seeing everything, it's like, it kind of points at that. But... Oh. Yeah. But it's cool that he confirmed it. Because I know even, like, for example, like, Bird Box, like, it is the Elder Gods or whatever in it but they don't really like tell you except for that one drawing that the guy did and that looks like I still need to watch that yeah so it's like confirmed that it is but it's not confirmed yeah and they say that the novel goes more into that but I don't know I'm not gonna read <laughs> yeah reading is kind of lame <laughs> I mean, says the like, comic book show people. <laughs> well, but with pictures, mm. like no, it's, it's interesting. Stuff. I've been reading a bunch of Star Wars books, or not reading them, but listening to the audiobook versions of them, and it's better than reading yourself. Oh yeah, like they have like sound effects and music and <laughs> like. <laughs> It's pretty awesome. <laughs> uh, let me play this news music so we can start getting out of here. We got a uh, heavy metal minute or no? No, it, there was too much. I believe like, it. I okay. might have to broadcast it tomorrow at some point. 
Okay. Yeah. It turns out there's a lot of polarization because of this whole George Floyd protesting. I I, I say the George Floyd protesting, but it's it's beyond yeah. that. It's, it's been happening forever. Yeah. 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 But anywho, yeah, there's there yeah. People suck. <laughs> Comic book news. We should have a like, uh, like her. Like, well, not not like that, but like. Uh, so, what's right. first? Go there's ahead. There's a there's a petition on Change.org to get Disney to retheme Splash Mountain. Uh, Splash re-theme Mountain. It? Yeah. You know, what's the theme of Splash it, Mountain right now? A song of the South. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you know, my knee-jerk reaction was this is bullshit. But then they were talking about like retheming it to the Princess and the Frog. Mm-hmm. And I thought about it. I was like, that actually sounds okay. But then I thought. If they redeemed it to Robin Hood, that would be fucking amazing. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm I'm down. Like, let's redeem that bitch. <laughs> wow, listen, this is how you know it's a new day. Because Jay's usually vehemently against these type of things. I, I just really like Robin Hood. Jay, Jay, Jay is the the last white person we need to get on board before racism ends. Oh, but there has been some bullshit, though. <laughs> so, HBO Max is taking uh, Gone with the Wind off of their streaming service mm-hmm. because of all the problematic shit. Mm-hmm. It's like, that movie is an American classic. Like... <laughs> That movie led to the first African American woman winning an Academy Award. Like, African American, like she was American. Okay, the first black woman to Dude. get an Academy Award. Yeah, I've been trying to get people to stop saying African American for a while now. Me too. But Lawrence always what? tries to fight me on it. Well, because you call them the blacks, Joe, and you can't call them the blacks. No, no, I don't do that. I only do that when I'm joking. I, I I normally say black, or I say American. See, but when you say when you just say black, it sounds like you you mean to say the in front of it or behind it in front of it. That's your. You know what was? You know what was kind of scary ears. for me? Like it's like my ears are the real I was, racism. <laughs> <laughs> the the thing that was scary for me though. Is I had like a little mo moment where, you know, I, I always say the black to be like joking, Wait, but then the president right was like, "I feel like a mo moment should be a thing." Continue, please. I'm sorry. <laughs> but then the president went and said, "Maga loves the blacks," right. and it's like, dude, I say that to be joking, like a yeah. jokingly racist, and you're yeah. just straight up <laughs> like, yeah, he ruined it for you. He doesn't, yeah, I know. It, it, it doesn't, doesn't that feeling of having something ruined for you is it, it sucks. Like, 
and these motherfuckers are ruining stupidity for me. Like, I don't even want to play stupid on the air. Like, <sighs> right. But yeah. yeah, they're they're pulling. Uh, yeah, they're pulling. Gone with the wind. I, I think it's a mistake. Uh, but they're also uh, not them, but I think the Paramount Network is canceling cops. Yeah, and I think that's hilarious. And life, like, I love it. Live PD. That's the second funniest thing I've heard this week. What was the first funniest thing? Um. Well, there were some Iranians that are showing support for the oh, minority yeah. community in America <laughs> yeah. uh, by chanting "Death to America." They like took a moment and all <laughs> sh- sh- chanted "Death to America" in support in of uh, anti-racism. That was an right. They spent like three minutes chanting "Death to America" or seven minutes or something in Parliament in Iran in support of the oppression towards minorities in America. <laughs> <laughs> right, like that may be the greatest thing I've ever heard ever. But yeah, funny. <laughs> I know uh, Jimmy Kimmel because he played it too, and he's like, uh, "Thanks." <laughs> I know. <laughs> like, uh, like, right. He goes, "It's the thought that counts," I guess. <laughs> That's hilarious. Now listen. If we're really going to talk about bad decisions that are happening with HBO Max, right? Of course, we got to talk about the fact that all the DC comic book movies are going to be gone next month, right? Yeah, we got to talk about that. It turns out that the dumb move is me canceling DC Universe. (laughs) I, I don't, I was sitting here like, I'm just like looking at this and I'm just like, really? Like, they're gonna be gone. Like, and don't get me wrong, you know these aren't even movies I want to watch. But it's more about the options. Well, I mean, you movies. like Wonder Woman. That's true. Wonder Woman is a good movie. But I'm just sitting here like, ba- like they're basically like saying like, okay, well th- these other movies are gonna be here, and I'm like, I don't. I think those are all the ones nobody really wants to see. Well, they gotta take out Justice League because they're getting a new one. So they want to get rid what? of the old one. What? One of the, one of the movies they're taking out is uh, Justice League, isn't it? Oh, you're talking about because the Snyder Cut's coming? Yeah. When is that happening? Next year. Oh. Well, I mean, so we got to get ahead of the curve. Oh, you got to get rid of it now. You don't want that. <laughs> you don't want that subpar Wheaton cut out there. Like, were people burning their Wheaton cut? DVDs? I thought that was a story. Yeah, uh, yeah, they were. Yeah, I remember because then I, I, well, I searched for the box that has mine, so I can, so I can put it in plastic wrap so it doesn't get damaged because it's worth more now. <laughs> but yeah, uh, uh, Batman v Superman. Yeah, this is Wonder Woman, Suicide Squad, Batman, Batman Returns, Batman Forever. Well, you don't. Batman and Robin. I like I said, every time you think they can't make a worse decision, the next one comes. I mean, they did get rid of Catwoman and Jonah Hex. There's a balance. (laughs) 
Look, the, the only movie here that there's only two movies that I think you guys even like is Wonder Woman and Batman. I'm assuming that's 88 Batman. I mean, I like 88 Batman, but, but I mean, did they get rid of uh, Batman Begins or is that now even on there? It's not on the list I'm looking at. It looks oh. like it's it's all it's all the eighties Batman stuff. That oh. quadrology, Catwoman, Jonah Hex, which universally hated, The Losers, yeah. uh Justice League for obvious reasons, Batman v Superman for not as obvious reasons, and <laughs> Suicide Squad, eh, you know, I I guess. I actually you know people actually like that movie more than they should. <laughs> And Wonder Woman, which is the best fucking movie in this list. Right. Like, that's the one movie you keep. Is Shazam, yeah. like, they still keep him? Yeah, I think it's, they are keeping Shazam. Yeah, it's not, it's not on this list. I'm still trying so, to find an excuse not to watch it. So it's, it's insane because I didn't realize this until I read this story where they were like, apparently, I guess they were saying, like, oh, hey, with HBO Max, you're going to have every... Superman movie, and then it launched, and it didn't have any Superman movies. Kind of reminds me of Disney Plus. How is that like Disney Plus? They didn't have anything. What? What? They had like High School Musical, the musical, the um, Jizzing Jeff Goldblum show. Mandalorian was the only. Good new wait, thing they had, right? See, but wait, yeah. see now, y'all are comparing apples and oranges because you're comparing HBO Max, apples and pears. You're no apples and oranges because you compared HBO Max that said we're gonna have all this and then had none of it to Disney Plus, like which is old, which which HBO Max is old content now. They're not even saying we're gonna give you any original stuff. When it comes to superhero stuff, they didn't say that. What they said was, "This old stuff, you're gonna have it all there day one." To Disney Plus, who didn't tell you they were gonna have it all there day one, they in fact went out of their way to let you know it's not all gonna be there, but eventually would all be there, and then worked their butts off to make sure that they had more than what they were telling you originally. Like it's literally the opposite. Like one told you we'll have it all and had none of it, and the other one was like. We only gonna have some of it, and then when you when the day came, they actually had more than what they told you you were gonna get oh, in regards oh. to older so, or did it, movies. Like, uh, hold on, no, because Disney, uh, the whole thing was uh, a decade of Marvel, and when uh, when I logged in to to the Disney app, I couldn't get Infinity War. Yeah, but they didn't tell you they were gonna have Infinity War. And even without Infinity War, you still have a decade's worth of Marvel. Not without Infinity War. That's a huge chunk sure. of the decade. No, but there's a difference between every movie and a decade's worth of movies, which they did give you. And they told you they're not going to have it. As opposed Speak. to HBO Max, which is like, we're going to have all the Superman movies. And then when the day oh. came, they had no superhero movies. That's the opposite. Speaking of the Mandalorian, did we mention that that's premiering in October 2020? The new season two? Yeah, Dave Filoni oh. uh, recently spoke on it. Wow, no, I didn't know that. Did, did you all talk about that without me? 
Oh, it might be new uh, news. Wow! Remind awesome. me when this take. Remind me when it takes place. Are you talking about time timeline wise? I don't yeah. know when season two takes place, but I know season one takes place. I think between five and ten years after Return of the Jedi. Okay. Because I think every so episode. So is that okay? Uh, we we won't know because we haven't seen them. Yeah, like none none of those characters have shown up in the Mandalorian. But they might. I need Sabine to show up. Like I really need her to show up. That would be cool. I mean, they. But I mean, the, you know, you watched the. You saw the end of it, right, Jay? Yeah, Sabine and Ahsoka going off together on a quest. Like, no, I actually kind of just need that show. No, I, I'm talking about the end of Mandalorian, Jay. Oh, yeah. I, I think I saw it. Like, there was shooting or some kind of shootout or something. <laughs> well, I mean, there's a dark saber. The, the dark saber. Oh. And so the dark saber's appearance there, kind of, which is like literally like one of the last things you see, is I basically see. like. The connection to Rebels. Oh, I gotta am rewatch I, that. Am I the only one that? I don't know. That dude's like the Mexican Colonel Sanders to me. Like I see that. About... I see I, Esposito. Really? The Mexican. Yeah, I see him. Yeah, I just see like the Boyos Amigos, Hermanos. Oh, whatever the <laughs> fuck it was. Boyos, Boyos Hermanos. Yeah. I see him like trying to sell me meth laced chicken. It's not even meth laced, I... it's money laundered. But but why don't you think of him as like the dangerous man that he is? I didn't see him as that dangerous on that show. He's more <laughs> dangerous and better call Sal. But he got he got killed by by an invalid. I mean he got killed by a bomb. By a suicide bomber. <laughs> and, and and still walked out like a G. Yeah. <laughs> like, like he should have killed that up. old man. He should have killed that, that old man. Like 10 years ago. That fool got blown up by a bomb and was better dressed than you still was. Dang. I didn't yeah, mean well, to get quiet. I'm still more dangerous. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Well, I'm glad you think so. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, but plus, he didn't do a whole lot in that show. I expect him to. I mean, he he's a that guy's a good actor, so I expect him to do oh, great dude, things in season two. But yeah. season one, I mean, he's got like a few minutes of screen time, really. Well, he literally comes in at the end of season one, but I feel like his presence is like pretty impactful, all things considered. But only because be- of the dark saber. No, no. Not, but even before the dark saber, it was like yeah. this fool showed up with a full. Clean regiment of imperial troopers. After all we had seen, are all these ragtag people? It's like you're like, oh man, this fool's like he's the empire, or at least what's but he left had of it. Troopers too. Yeah, like, he had, yeah. He had different ranks, and it, yeah, it, it was yeah, uh, right. But you you know that he all those end up like if they survive, they end up being Ben Solo's bitches, right? Why? It doesn't matter. So. Go so, ahead, Joe. 
Oh, sorry. I was going to segue to the next story. Go for Go. it. Um, hackers stole the info of about 300,000 Nintendo Switch and 3DS users. Dang. So you might want to change your password if you have a Switch. Oh, man. I hope they don't have me already. That's I'm willing to say, even though I haven't seen it officially reported, they did the same to Blizzard. Because every, every email account that I have with Blizzard has a, hey, here's, here's your, your code to reset your password that you requested. I didn't even remember I had those accounts. <laughs> so if you got a blizzard.com account, just, you know, take a look. So how do you know if you got a hack from your Nintendo? Um, the article doesn't say. Like, I'm, I'm assuming you can contact Nintendo and find out. Nintendo um, will definitely let you know next year. <laughs> It's probably one of those right. things where, where, like, a lot of people got hacked, and it's just safer for everybody. Just assume you did and change your password. Now I got to remember my password. Yeah. So can we talk about uh, friggin' Hart- Hartley Sawyer and how he got fired from The Flash? Oh, that guy. Oh, my God. See, another... I fucked up again today. I was actually going to pull my rant on how much I hate him from back in the day. Yeah, I heard he doesn't feel that way anymore. Like, or didn't he say he was just doing it for attention? Yeah. Well, the the examples that I saw... the, The examples that I saw in the story were... I mean, they're they're bad, but they were obviously he was trying to make a joke and was just really not good at it and <laughs> came, came off completely wrong. I mean, you could I mean, you could tell he was he was trying to make a joke, right? It just didn't work. It, it didn't seem purposefully malicious, but it was still pretty bad. And see, the thing about him is that he got the shrapnel because they they're going after Stephen Amell. And they never fired him for his shit. So now they're like, oh, we got to fire this guy that nobody cares about, period. And no, but when he said this shit, nobody cared about him either. But now, I, feel, like, I feel like it's a little unfair to fire someone for stuff they did in the past. It's like, especially if you, they don't ask you about it. It's like if what they if had murder? asked him if he made a bunch. If it's murder. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Like, I feel like that shouldn't really stop you from. Like, the thing I would say is that the murder shouldn't get you kicked off the show. But when you get arrested and you're thrown in jail and can't, like, film anymore, then that should be the thing that gets you off the show. Like, let's say, let's say, like, everybody believes that you murdered somebody, but they can't prove it. Should somebody that, like, because you're on a TV show, should they have to keep you? Is that the right thing to do? Or should they? are they within their rights to be like, 
We think you're a murderer, dude, so we're going to let you go. Look, everyone has the right to do what they do. Like, if you're asking me personally, would I uh, fire someone because I think they murdered someone? I would. Mm -hmm. Like, that's kind of, like, that's a big deal. Like, saying racist shit, especially if you're not actually racist, you're just making a terrible joke or trying to get attention isn't that big a deal to me. Um, so it's like, yeah, like, real crimes, sure, fire them, I guess. But if you're just, like, talking shit on social media, especially if you're like, hey, I don't really stand by that, like, it's a different, that's the difference, too. Like, if you stand by it, it's like, yeah, I said that now, then, and I feel that way now, then maybe you gotta, like, I still feel like, definitely if you say stuff after you get hired and you're like, the company is like, well, you're fucking up our image saying all this shit, so we're gonna get rid of you. Like, that's one thing. But going back into people's past, especially going after jokes just seems wrong to me. I'll, I'll say this. Um, I'll say a couple things, actually. One, while I can definitely relate and understand some people's thoughts and they're like, hey, you know, you shouldn't really hold people like overly accountable for things that they've done in their past because we've all made mistakes in our past and you know sometimes people improve i can definitely get behind this sentiment however i will say that i do believe there's a threshold and i do believe that age matters in the sense that there's a difference between you being 16 and saying something uh uh remotely racist or sexist on twitter and see people find it when you're 25 and they're like, oh, you need to get canceled. It's like, that was a child doing a childish thing versus you're 25 and now that we see it at 30 and you're like, oh no, that was the past. It's like, well, dude, you're, you were an adult. <laughs> it's like, you know, at 25 years old, you should have known better than to be saying racist and sexist things on Twitter, on social media. It's like, dude, if that's how you feel, you can feel that. But it's not like you can't mess around and put things out into the ether and pretend like there's not going to be any consequences for it. That's what. But what if it's a is. joke? Well, but here's the thing, though. If your job is not comedian, then if it's not funny, why would people assume it's a joke? Tech, like that's what the president does. The president puts says things, and when they go wrong, he's like, "Oh, I was just joking." We're supposed to be like, oh, well, he was just obviously he was joking, right? Like, isn't there's no difference? Well, there's a difference between an actor no, and the leader of the free world. Well, no, no, there's not a difference in the substance of what is getting said, though, and that's the thing. Where, no, like, but there's saying, a there's a difference in the substance of the person, like like if you're saying as, you're saying the, the, as the leader of as the leader of the free world, you were held up to a higher standard. Sure. Like, that's one that. of the one things where 
that is maybe the one job where I would be like, you're not allowed to make jokes. Like, for the four or eight years when you're in office, well, you can't joke. But actors, no, actors but see, can but, joke. Well, no, comedians but joke. Well, but a comedian's job is to joke. And a comedian, because of the nature of the job, they need to be given the leeway to fail because you don't know all the time exactly where funny is. So you got to work it out. But this fool, an actor's job is not to make jokes. An actor's job is to act. And so, like, here's the thing. You're like, I agree with you. The president should be held to a higher standard. What I don't agree with is, obviously, you can't fire the president over a tweet. It's not that kind of job. Now, the kind of job you can get fired over a tweet is an actor. Much in the same way, well, where, you know, because here's the thing. It's like, if, 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 I'm, I'm, if I'm if I'm a, uh, the, the head of Department and Family and Children's Services, right? And I make a tweet that comes across as racist, but I was trying to make a joke. You can't tell me I'm not supposed to lose my job over that. Well, and that's what I was saying when I was saying, if you're doing it while working for someone, then yeah, uh, definitely that, that should be like a factor. Like you could be fired for that. But if you're a social worker that made jokes like three years ago, like before you were a social worker, then I mean, how, how are we supposed to know you don't feel like that now? I mean, truthfully, we don't know. Like you could exactly. deny it or you so, can confirm so, it. But I, I feel like if you're going to deny not, it, why then, not err on like, the side of caution? Because in the United States, we kind of believe that you're innocent until proven oh, yeah. guilty. It's yeah, like I would I would rather err I would rather err on the fact that like if they're like if we ask them if we ask them do you still feel that way and they say no then I think we should take them at their word until they prove otherwise. But but I guess what I'm saying like, to you is do you think I deserve to be fired? Like I'm not a comedian. I make jokes all the time. Like, should I be fired for that? Like, should Adam call me up and be like, we don't want you at work anymore because you said the blacks too many times? Well, listen, I think you saying the blacks is a completely different thing than, say, a white person saying the blacks. <laughs> you know? And, and I think that it would be taken completely differently, and I think that's why you say the blacks. <laughs> hey. Holding me up to a different standard than you hold you know up you white say? people is racist. You, you know what you don't say is the Jews. <laughs> and like you don't do that. Even Wait. Though, you know? and the only I've done Mo it before. It, the only reason Mo does it is because Mo people mistake him for a Jewish person sometimes. <laughs> no. Look, I can't say it no more. They ruined it. I Wait. Can... <laughs> exactly. No, they, can... they did. And then the, huh? other, the other part I wanted to say is you know, Oz and I obviously met met this dude in the elevator at Comic Con, and we had a great conversation. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. I met the dude. You spoke to a perfect stranger. Well, here's the thing. Yeah, I, I didn't recognize him. Oz obviously knew who he was, but we all had a great conversation. And I didn't want to say anything, but up until the very end, where when we walked up the elevator, he called Oz a spick and me a jigaboo, and I was like, oh my god, I, 
I was like, this is uncalled for. I didn't really. No, I'm joking. He didn't say that. But no, that well, that that's what like when he autographed my breast. <laughs> <laughs> and that, see, and this is the thing. I honestly, I looked at some of the tweets, and I was like, I don't really think of a lot of the tweets he put out there as racist, particularly. I know that he kind of alludes to the fact that he would say something racist, but he's like, oh, but don't come for me. And it's like, that kind of goes to show that he knows better. <laughs> but he definitely didn't have any issue saying sexist stuff. And, I mean, that kind of goes to show, where it's like, you know, he's like, this guy knew where the line was. But what has he said lately? Like, what what did he say since getting hired? Like, that's what I want to know. What, what were his offensive tweets that he put out since being hired on The Flash? He said plastic man was shit. <laughs> here's, here's, here's where you would have had me, Jay. I mean, yeah, you can... You could kind of maybe fire him over that. Here's here's where you would have had me, and I would have probably agreed with you. If before he got hired for the Flash, these things came out, and he apologized for them and said, "Hey, you know, I'm really sorry. You know, this was me being immature. I can't really make any excuses, but you know, I don't feel like this way now. I just want everybody to know that." Let's say he, that happened, right? And then he gets hired for the Flash, and then somebody brings it up again after the fact, like years again later, and they're like, "Hey, we need you to like denounce this and apologize and all this kind of stuff." Which, you know, I would say, "Hey, just apologize again because why not?" But even if he's like, "No, nah, I'm not going to apologize," maybe in that situation, I might be with you, where it's like, "Well, he already apologized for it." Why does he have to apologize again? Or why is he like, like you all well, knew when you my hired first... him that this had happened. So maybe then I'd be like, well, if you had an issue with it, you should have brought that up before you hired him. Why well, you see how you? He... Well, my issue is I have a couple of questions or issues or whatever. Like one, did did he not apologize? He apologized. Right, because he, it just got brought up recently. So he apologized and said he doesn't feel that way anymore. So I don't see what, like, if he's apologizing, he's like, hey, I was just doing that for attention. I'm sorry. Then that's your apology. Secondly, did they ask him? Like, I would be on board with you if they asked him, hey, have you made any racist or sexist tweets? And he lied about it. And then it came up, but I don't think they did that. Well, no, no, I agree with you, but I guess what I'm saying, what I'm saying is I'm kind of almost making it akin more so to like what happened to, uh, to Kevin Hart. Like Kevin Hart had tweets from his path and, and Kevin Hart's actually a comedian, but he had tweets from his past that were controversial. And when that happened, he had to apologize for it. It was a big deal or whatever. He was apologized about it multiple times. It was a it was an issue. It was a story. So people knew about it. Then he got hired to host the Oscars. And then when that happened, people brought it back up again. And it was, and you know, Kevin Hart was like, you gotta apologize. Duh, duh, duh. And he was like, Well, I kind of already done that. Like, do I have I mean I've done it multiple times at this point. Do I need to do it again? And he didn't want to do it again, and then he got fired. 
from hosting the Oscars. Which, yeah, that was wrong. Yeah, right. But the difference is the Oscars knew all that stuff was there. Yeah, they like hired him because of it. Well, I don't know if they hired him because of it. No, but that's his 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 humor. He built his career on his humor. Right, and that's right. why they hired him. And on top of that, he's a comedian. So it's kind of, again, it goes back to the idea, like, that's his job to, like, kind of find the line. So sometimes you go over. It, it happens. Now, what I'm saying is this dude... Like if if that if he was in a situation similar to that where his employers knew, I'm not saying that they asked him about it, and I'm not necessarily necessarily even saying he had to tell them about it. But I don't, I can't be mad at a company deciding they don't want to be associated with someone that seems as if they're racist and or sexist, because the good majority of us out here, like, don't get associated with with sexism or racism at all, period. I mean, and that's, I think, where it comes, like, what it boils down to. It's like, it's almost the same way with the guys that are, like, that get accused of, uh, of, of rape and sexual misconduct. It's like, yeah. you know, okay. <laughs> it's like, you know, they, they mess around and they play the victim role, like, man, they were just out to get me, you know, I'm, I'm famous, influential get closer to your mic huh get closer to your mic oh he's like i'm famous i'm influential influential and they're trying to bring me down and it's like my dude there's way more famous and way more influential people than, than you that never catch a case so how are they able to avoid it but you're not it's like it's about how you conduct yourself you know you put yourself in a situation that makes it so that people can say that you're out here doing things to women. I, and I'm not saying that it's necessarily true, but the fact that people can't tell, that might be a problem. It's like, if I get famous and powerful tomorrow, there are not going to be 10 women that could come out of the woodwork that just be like, oh man, Lawrence is out here friggin' uh, ruining lives. It's just not going to happen. And I don't think that would happen to, you know, any of you all on this call either. Because that's not what we're doing. Well, let's, let's find some... out to conclusions. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, at least not self. when I'm sober. Right. I, I've had enough blackouts that I can't uh, honestly say that. <laughs> he said, I cannot confirm nor deny my conduct, be it sexual or otherwise. <laughs> so I just, I'm just saying, man, I'm like, I like, I, I, it's hard for me to, uh, to like really feel bad for the dude just because it's like, I mean, you don't have to put yourself out right. here like this. And I won't say that. I necessarily feel bad for him. Like there have been times where other people have gotten called out and it's been a lot more obvious that they were joking and that yeah. it wasn't meant to be taken seriously. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, like I really am kind of on the fence in this particular situation just mm -hmm. because I know that it can go the other way where someone is clearly joking and they're getting yeah. canceled over it, which yeah. 
is what I really don't like. So right. maybe I'm willing to let people slide to avoid that happening. But so yeah, like I'm I'm not I'm not on board with this guy necessarily. But I, there are times when I'm like, this is just total bullshit. And, and, and so, I will say, I just wish. Sorry, Larry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, you go. No, no, I, I, that's my fault. I was talking too much. I just wish that I could have researched his Twitter feed back when he started on Flash. <laughs> well, it was like I could have canceled him before he even. I mean, as soon as he it, got casted. I used my whole intuition, you know, like my own prejudice. I just didn't use it right. Oh, I remember man. saying I hated his face. Yeah, I do remember you saying that. I didn't like. I, I was going to say that I, I do believe that a lot of people agree with, with your stance, Jay. And I think that there are a lot of people that are not happy with cancel culture and they feel like it's gone too far. You know, I, I will say that I do feel like I'm a little bit on the opposite end of it. Not that I'm saying everyone should be canceled, mind you. But I think that people need to understand that having a great job is a privilege. It's not a right. And I feel like a lot, a lot of people like look at it like, oh, like, man, you took their job. And it's like, I mean, it's not really their job. You know what I'm saying? It was like, this is the whole thing, like, like how I felt like in regards to the Kavanaugh thing, where it was like, okay, like people looked at that like, oh man, how could you deny this dude? He deserves that job. And it's like, why? Why would he? De- he doesn't deserve the job. Like him having him becoming a justice on the Supreme Court is like one of the highest privileges, period. And, and that 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 kind of position, especially considering that's a lifelong appointment, is the kind of thing that should go to somebody that has like no blemishes. You know what I'm saying? Like if there's a person that we can look at and be like, oh well, he may have raped her. <laughs> it's like that. That should well, be enough for you not to be on the Supreme Court just because there are other people that you don't have to say that about. It's not like this dude is so talented that it's like, man, he has to be on the court. It's like, why? And see, yeah, like that guy just sucks. Like he's garbage. Like I mean, I'm not even going that did, far. Well, he I don't he, know what he did. He did those things. He he did. Like I, was, I don't know. I, I, that's what I said. I don't know whether he did them or not. But what I'm saying is, the fact that I don't know either way is enough for me that, it, in my mind, I'm like, well, who else do we have? And it turns out there are plenty of people. <laughs> it's like it's not like there are plenty of amazing judges that we could pick. So why pick him? Why do we need him? We don't need him. He's not special. So you know, but hey, that's how it goes. And he and definitely is a rapist. Oh well, hey. Listen, that's how you feel. Allegedly, allegedly. <laughs> but, Not even the people that were told that were said to be witnesses could say that. So, could say that he was a rapist. That it was him. I mean, hey, I, listen, I, I do, I do agree with you that there were some witnesses that definitely were like, eh, I'm not sure. But at the same time, I, I, how can you be mad at someone not being sure of something? What was it? 25, 30 years after the fact? Yeah. Well, I, you know, I can't be. Huh? They didn't keep a calendar. <laughs> uh, listen, the fact that this fool would lie 
about uh, <laughs> what did he try to say that Drake was? Um, the Devil's Triangle. The Devil's Triangle, <laughs> right? It's like, come on, man. We all know what that is. And if you don't want to answer that in court, then just say you're not going to answer it and be done. Uh, <laughs> like, don't, don't don't sell us on some BS. Like you lied. You're going to lie to us under oath to get your job as a Supreme Court justice? Come on, man. I mean, that's so rapist to me. <laughs> we are getting the the wagging finger. We have to end. Oh, got it. Got yeah, so it. Got I'm, I'm, wait, we're we got two minutes on the air. I, Go I got one more story. We'll save we'll save Babstar blackface for next week. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, you know what? Actually, let's do that one. <laughs> no, we don't. That's, we don't have time for two minutes. Yeah, look. All right, look. We got wrap up music. All right. Oh, Final ahead, Fantasy Jay. 14's annual fan festival in North America has been canceled. And the game's upcoming patch 5.3 has been delayed again due to the ongoing COVID-19 outbreak. Word. So, there we, go. there we go. Anything else before we go? No, we're done. We're off the air. Oh, okay. 